2: Alright, welcome to
3: Part 2 of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast WrestleMania Weekend Preview. Of course, this is Part 2, so if you haven't already, go back and listen to Part 1. Part 2 will not be very fun without Part 1, so definitely want to go and check that out out, so I'm not going to waste any time before we get to the previews, though I do want to let you know that this week is sponsored by Blue Apron, and Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country, and their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Here is uh, just a quick idea of the awesome meals that are coming up on Blue Apron, spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta, I'm very much looking forward to that one, sweet and sour salmon, bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice, also parmesan-crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted bar... uh, broccoli. Those all sound fantastic. Uh, and then for if you've never done Blue Apron, just a quick idea. Um, for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You can choose from a variety of new recipes each week, or you can let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. You'll never say, oh, this again. You don't have to worry about that. Never going to happen. Customize your recipes each week based on your preference. And then Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose exactly what fits your needs. If you want five meals, if you want two meals, if you're feeding an the entire family, or if you're just feeding you and your significant other, if you're just feeding yourself, they got it. No matter what your needs are, Blue Apron will find a delivery option that will work for you. There's no weekly commitment, and you only get deliveries when you want them. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can prepared, be prepared in less than 40 minutes. Blue Apron's Freshness Guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook, or else they'll make it right. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping, blueprintcom slash V-O-W. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Once again, that's blueapron.com slash V-O-W. First three meals free with free shipping. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, and here now to preview the WrestleCon Super Show on Friday, March 31st is Andy Labar. Andy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, People that may not know what you do for the website, where to follow you, all that other good stuff, uh, what what do you do and, and where
1: can they follow you? Cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, I'm relatively new to the Voices of Wrestling website. I've been writing a few previews. Uh, Most notably, I've written uh, a couple of articles called Over the Hill, Over the Thrill uh, with Brennan Patrick of Burning Spirits, uh, where we chronicled wrestlers uh, in Japan uh, over the age of 40 that we like. We kind of made some lists and ranked wrestlers uh, first between the age of 40 and 49, and then uh, we had made a companion piece of 50 years old and older. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, 60 and older is not coming, is it? Cause (laughs) well, we, we had a couple of 60 year olds on there, but, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, really be a a list of like three, three more people. (laughs) Um, uh, so that's that's kind of the main contribution well, I've Kojika, had. Kojika, you can do seventy and older, right? Isn't he over seventy? <laughs> <Yeah. 70? So laughs> I, I think
3: so. Yeah, it's just, just the one. Here are the best wrestlers over seventy. There is only one, and, that's and, Kojika. <laughs> yeah, like... and Dory, Funkin great Kabuki. I think. Oh, that's too. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are all both over seventy. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Approaching quickly, approaching eighty-two, which is just yeah. shocking.
1: A really scary when they're in the ring. you can see you <laughs> can die, see, bo- yeah. see bones breaking. Um, So, yeah, I've I've been doing that, working on a couple other projects, and and you can follow me on Twitter at Trilly Robinson, like Billy Robinson, but with a TR, um, where I post every now and then. Uh, So nothing major. Uh, I'm frequently on Burning Spirits uh, podcast on the network, but uh, just kind of doing my thing, watching wrestling and, and hanging out. All right, now there we're gonna to preview today the WrestleCon Super Show,
3: uh, Friday, March 31st, 8 p.m. Uh, going on at the uh, Hyatt Wyndham uh, Orlando. I believe that's where all the uh, the WrestleCon shows their their home base will be. Uh, through the entire weekend. Stuff going on throughout the weekend as well. And we, we previewed it on the early part of the show where I mentioned everything going on. I mean, there's meet and greets and, and the Russell Khan itself. Tons of stuff that they're doing. Uh, they're doing a, a women's showcase um, as well. But we're talking just today about the Russell Khan Super Show going on Friday, March 31st. So here's the card that we know as of right now, and it's still a little up in the air. So I guess when when you're buying, you're going a little bit blind. But I think the, the what they've announced, I, I think is it looks like a pretty fun show. So uh, you got a 20-person Russell Khan Rumble. We don't know exactly who the participants are going to be, but uh, there's a lot of people in and around WrestleCon, So I could assume that you're going to see some old legends as well. And, and and it could be really fun too. It could be a, a blend of legends, uh, you know, a few of the women from their women's showcase. And then maybe some of these, uh, the guys we're going to announce uh, is also appearing as well. Um, you got a TLC match, Johnny Mundo versus Brian cage. I mean, that that seems kind of nonchalant to just say, yeah, TLC yeah. match, Johnny, Kuno, Johnny Mundo and Brian cage, but that's like the <laughs> undercard of this show, which shows you uh, how fun it's going to be. You got a 10 man tag, a captain's, uh, 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 captain's what? I guess Captain's choice match here with uh, Tim Will Os- uh, Team Will Osprey versus Team Ricochet going on. So that will be nuts. So you yeah, of course have Rico- uh, Ricochet and, and Osprey, and then they'll be able to select uh, members of their teams. Which well, there's an, a, an also appearing list here, and I believe a lot of those guys will be in this match. And when you see those guys that are, are eligible to be picked, uh, it's gonna be a little bit of nuts. You got Bobby Lashley and Jeff Cobb. Which my God, that's a- <laughs> beefy men just throwing each other around and grunting. That's going to be pretty amazing. And then, uh, again, nonchalantly, the main event, the Hardys versus Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Like, dear God, this show is pretty
1: awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. are working, it seems like, every show this weekend yes. so <laughs> yeah they are they those guys are going to be nuts the 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 icy
3: hot on pentagon junior will be uh very <laughs> easy to smell from you can smell it from yeah. a mile away after this because you got one match shows he's got a the icy hot just caked onto his body i cannot imagine on <laughs> uh, this weekend what he's going to smell like uh, also appearing two cold scorpio trevor lee uh masquerade dorada aka uh, el Torito, shannon moore shane strickland caleb conley ach jack evans and Helico, sammy callahan vampiro Andrew Galloway, I would imagine, many of those men in the 10-man tag, which bodes well for that 10-man tag because there are a lot of fun guys on this show. But uh, this show, I mean, man, Friday, March 31st, you got a lot going on that
1: day, but geez, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty stupid to skip this one, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's fun. That's why I kind of wanted to jump on this. The WrestleCon Super Show usually has a pretty fun card. Uh, they've they've delivered about half and half. It seems like last year's show was about half, half good and enjoyable, and, then <laughs> and half, the other half was Dread. Karen Jarrett. Dread, yeah, Karen Spitting Jarrett on people. <laughs> yeah, and our, our Jeff Jarrett versus Joey Ryan ten man tag. Ten man tag. So uh, I think <laughs> Osprey versus Ricochet is going to be a little bit better. I, I think uh, that's a, that's a bold <laughs> prediction,
3: but I think you might be right. So
1: yeah, definitely, uh, it definitely looks fun. I think a lot of the WrestleCon shows, whether it's CZW, Wrestling Revolver, WrestleCon, they all look pretty fun, right, uh, for this weekend. So uh yeah i'm excited to to see it when it hits uh video on demand
3: yeah absolutely so again for people that are are, won't be live in orlando and, and you are not going correct correct i'm staying in portland oregon okay so you you will not be able to watch this media and and all of us that are not going to be there live will not be able to see the show i mean usually i last year they got it up after a few days i think i think they uploaded one match like i I think whatever the main event was if i remember correctly was up you know within a few hours or whatever and then the rest of the show was up you know two to three days so we might have to wait a little bit to get the full card but uh i think if it's if it's a really great show i I could see them getting it up as as soon as possible because it does really look good And, and the other thing too for people that are there live um Competition-wise, there's not a whole lot going on at that exact time like you have you know the main or the, the hall of fame going on at 7 30 but uh, i could easily skip the hall of fame and I, I definitely don't need to watch that on the network and then really you don't have a whole lot you got is up there uh brain buster pro wrestling will be at the team vision dojo i don't know that you're necessarily going to want to miss the WrestleCon yeah. show to to do that uh, if you're a Chikara guy i guess you got Chikara there but otherwise yeah i mean you got this at 8 30 and then you really have nothing else until 10 p.m you got pro, uh, the punk pro wrestling uh, and then midnight you have kaiju big battle so i could see a lot of people being
1: at this WrestleCon super show for sure yeah, definitely. It kind of it kind of also makes it exciting since we, as we, as you just said, there's not oh, everyone's not announced yet, and there's a. It's a few hours after evolve. It's a few hours after some other shows. Uh, you know, it kind of leaves it open for some other big name indie talent. Yeah, like be Repro, uh, Repro will mm-hmm. be
3: There, you know, at four, and a lot of the people that are on RevPro, But I, I wonder if you maybe get a Marty scroll that shows up or
1: whatever. You know, you got yeah. some,
3: some other guys there.
1: Yeah. He worked the show last year. That was the big match, I think, was the the Will Ospreay versus Marty Scurll that's series. Right, that's right. That's right. Uh, at last year's WrestleCon. So.
3: Uh, so as far as this year's, uh, what, what's the match you're most looking forward to on this show? Because, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, of those five matches that we've announced, I mean, every single one other than you know, the Rumble will just kind of be the Rumble. But all those other four are like,
1: I'm, I'm all in on every single one of those. What yeah. Can you pick just one as your favorite? Yeah, definitely. I, I've seen... Uh, the Hardys are obviously right in the hot streak right now, and I've seen them wrestle Phoenix and Pentagon a little bit. In the At the crash in January, they had like a big 10-person but all-five tag team match, and it was kind of a, a big mess, but it was fun. Uh, but for me, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Jeff Cobb just sounds like a lot of— I mean, it'll be interesting because Jeff Cobb can suplex and throw everybody, and Bobby Lashley is definitely not an everybody type of body. I mean, he's huge, so it'll that that's the match to me that really sticks out is— uh, something that could be a lot of fun, just just two big guys, as you said, just just really throwing each other crazy <laughs> around the ring so. Um, could be could be disappointing, but it's definitely something that like sticks out a lot to me. Yeah, so I I think I'm the same
3: way as well because I mean, and which seems nuts because you look at these other matches, but the problem I mean, a lot of these other matches you've either seen before or guys you've seen or you kind of know that this one's a complete unknown. It's like it it could be awesome, it could be bad, but it's like it's such a unique sh- match, and I'm glad that they booked it too because you just you're not seeing a lot of this. Anywhere else on the entire weekend, like you're seeing a little bit of the, the the Hardys and, like you said, the Hardys and Phoenix and Pentagon are everywhere, and Phoenix and Pentagon in particular are just everywhere this weekend and doing nut stuff or whatever. But yeah. yeah, these guys, I mean, this is just a, Bobby Lashley, pretty unique to have him, you know, pop up here and, and and Jeff Cobb, you know, he's he's booked elsewhere, but yeah, to have these two come together is just a great idea. And and, and Mundo Brian Cage, like I, I like knowing Brian Cage and knowing what a nutcase he is. I'm in a TLC match in like the undercard it's just like it blows my mind that this match would get booked in and I'm I don't know, it could be, I, I guess it could be disappointing, but I don't see any way that it really is. I think, like, it's going to be a plunder match, it's going to be fun, and, and we know both these guys are going to go all out and, and, and try to do some spectacular stuff, so I'm really looking forward to that match. That might be my favorite on the the entire night, but what's just weird is, like, then there's a 10-man tag with a, Will Ospreay and Ricochet, and potentially Two Cold Scorpio, Shane Strickland, Jack Evans, ACA, like, the list of guys that are available for those guys to pick is, is nuts. I mean, and Helico,
1: I didn't even mention Helico, who can yeah. jump off the highest thing and do some, I mean, like, that match is going to be nuts yeah definitely yeah i mean the the 10-man tag is like too hard to even predict i mean they like 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 you said they've announced vampiro is he going to be in that Who i don't know like what is what is he going to do and how is vampiro going to be in the ring with ach i mean that's a that's a (laughs) pretty funny uh uh visual i guess but uh yeah, I mean, the, the, the reason that Cobb and Lashley really sticks out is that as all the people you've named, I mean, it's a lot of high flyers, uh, which is really exciting. And if they're not high flyers, you got Johnny Mundo and Brian Cage, who just like are bigger guys, but, you know, crazy spots. I mean, the best Brian Cage matches in the past uh, couple of years, at least on Lucha Underground, are, are those big uh, Willie Mac go around the arena, destroy each other with weapons type of matches. So I am looking forward to that, um, even if I'm not the biggest Mundo fan, uh, that, that match could be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think the, the Lashley Cobb and then the Osprey ricochet 10-man tag are definitely where, like, I'm excited to see what happens in those. Uh, any predictions on who will be on Team Will Ospreay and who will be on Team
3: <coughs> Ricochet here? I, I think Shane Strickland, I think we kind of know. where. We're, yeah, maybe let, let's break down a few of these guys. Let's let's hypothetically sure. all these appearing guys, or, or most of these appearing guys will be on there. So, uh, Too Cold Scorpio, does he go to either one of these, or is he in the Rumble?
1: I, could, I, I, I would predict him to be in the Rumble, but then at the same time, you know, to Cold Scorpio in a past, I could see uh, WrestleCon being a little gimmicky and kind of nodding to maybe a Flash Funk, which is kind of like, when rick ricochet a couple of years ago did a lot more dancing yeah uh, that's, i, I was, think he's i think he's tim ricochet for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so that that could be a fun and, and that kind of opens the door that maybe osprey has another legend uh, on his team um i don't know who that would be of the, of the people listed i guess vampiro is the only one. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not hopefully has a better uh <laughs> <okay>. yeah um, <laughs> vampiro but so, so I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure, but I could see definitely two cold Scorpio, Shane Strickland, Jack Evans uh, and Angelico, maybe kind of as, as Strickland Evans and Angelico are, are all Lucha underground guys kind of being on team Ricochet uh, and they fly around a lot. Um, but there's also, you know, there's other people on here that Ricochet's had matches with that he's, he's tagged with. He just recently lost to Drew Galloway and in, in what culture. So I could see him being on both sides of the, of the match. Um, you know, it's 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 really hard to predict. I do think uh, last year, at least, and I can't remember in 2015 if they did a 10 man tag. Um, they had women. They had a woman on each uh, side of the team. I think last year it was Jessica Havoc and uh, Candice versus and Candice LeRae on Joey Ryan's team. And I could definitely see like a uh, Tony Storm on Will Osprey's team. She's working. I think the progress or the the Rev Pro shows. Um, or maybe the woman super show, I can't remember, but she's definitely in Orlando, and, and someone like uh, Tessa Blanchard, obviously, on, on Ricochet's team could be could be on either one. They're not announced, but... They, yeah, they, that's they, a good call. Out,
3: yeah. That, that, yeah, that is a good idea. And I think that's kind of the great unknown of this show, too. And I wish it was live, because these short sort of shows where you're not quite necessarily sure who's going to be on what like that'd be great to watch live to just see who comes out and see who's in this rumble and see who's because it's going to be a little bit less because it's the VOD and you're gonna be like I know who's already on both the teams like that kind of sucks because that would be a really cool thing just because because we're talking here and we have no clue who's going to be on, on on either of these teams and that, that's I, the great unknown especially on a weekend like this where you know that everybody in the wrestling world is there and they can pull anybody you know that's not WWE related onto the show or whatever would be just awesome to see like if that was the possibility so I man I really wish it was live but I understand it's not easier <laughs> said than done but because this show i mean really i look at it and 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 i wish like because there's not a whole lot else going on in that friday and i don't really want to watch the hall of fame so um you know, you have Evolve running at 4 p.m., but that'll be wrapped up by, I'd imagine, 7, or wrapped up, you know, just as, as the Hall of Fame's getting started. So you kind of have that rest of the night if you don't want to watch the Hall of Fame to, to, to watch something. So it would be a great opportunity for them to get on there and and do an eye review of some sort. But I understand that's easier said than done. But, man, I really like this show. That's why I
1: want it done.
4: But <laughs> it'll
3: still be good. It'll still be good a few days later after that. So um, any other thoughts on, on this show or anything else going on this weekend?
1: Uh, no. I, again, the the WrestleCon Series of shows that they're putting on all all pretty much look good. Um, from smaller companies like Wrestling Revolver uh, to the CZW show uh, to RevPro and and this show, they all they all look like they're they're going to be pretty entertaining shows. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, which ones uh, do come out on on VOD or whatever. Um, and and yeah, I'm just I'm happy that they they've kind of gotten away a little bit from the Jeff Jarrett side of things and and just are kind of booking these the super indie guys. Yeah. That um,
3: that's a noticeable this year when you watch the other shows that are going on in WrestleCon is, is for a while they would sort of their idea was okay we're gonna bring these old you know guys and and the show is gonna be mostly you know nostalgia acts and that sort of thing and they've they've gotten away from that a little bit and I think smartly I think that Rumble is gonna be a spot where you do use a lot of those guys which okay. is fine you don't necessarily need a match with with a lot of nostalgia guys let your matches let your, your your real draw be the the fun matches the exciting matches or whatever but have those you know guys in a Rumble or whatever because then you you have the opportunity that people are gonna wanna buy this video. And not just go like, oh yeah, it was kind of fun that you know I saw X in this match, and you know he's really old now and he kind of sucks. But you can have him in a rumble and then you can kind of protect them a little bit there, because you see that up and down in the in the wrestling revolver and everything that's going on WrestleCon weekend is they've really kind of gotten an idea of, hey, let's let's do the super indie thing, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. I, I like that a lot, and I think it's going to attract a little bit more of the uh, the VOD buys and maybe a little bit more of attention as well uh, on the weekend. So I, I, I'm all in on that. Uh, for sure. So, Andy, uh, before we take off, uh, do you want to let everybody know where they can follow you again and, and, and maybe what you do on the website again for people that don't know uh, what an Andy Labar does at Voices Wrestling?
1: Yeah, definitely. So you can, again, follow me on Twitter at Trilly Robinson, T-R-I-L-L-Y Robinson, where uh-huh. um, <clears throat> I post not, not, not too often, but you can follow me there. I'll probably retweet you if you uh, say something cool about <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on the website. Uh, I've written a few different articles about mostly old dudes wrestling. Um, and I'm writing some written uh, companion pieces to to this podcast, uh, to some of the WrestleCon shows as, as previews for the weekend, yep. uh, which will, you know, be exciting.
3: Yep. So you got all have previews up there at voicewrestling.com. So Andy, thank you again for joining us to talk about WrestleCon Super Show. You have a good one. Thank you. All right, we're back here on the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast, our WrestleMania weekend preview, and I'm here with Sean Sidor. Sean, for people that don't know, what do you do here at Voices of Wrestling?
5: Well, I mainly just talk about, or I write about Ring of Honor when you need to, and I think that's mainly because I'm probably the only one who actually still bothers watching the product at this point regularly. So um, whenever there's a pay-per-view, I will write the preview, and I will probably do the review um, because nobody else will probably buy the pay-per-view because it costs so <laughs> much money. 25 dollars, yeah, no. Although yeah. I, to be fair, I don't, I don't even bother buying the actual pay-per-view anymore. I just either watch it online or, uh, or on PS4 if I can. Um, but yeah, I do that, and then I just do other things. If you need me to do other things, like I do New Japan Evolve and WWE, I. I really do a lot of different things. Yeah, you're
3: a so. utility player here. For uh, for people that want to follow you or or, or you know hear your thoughts or whatever, uh, I know you have a personal blog as well as a Twitter. If you just want to let people know where they right. can follow okay. you
5: Okay. So my Twitter is at s a s e d o r two nine nine four. Um, though I would suggest that if you're somebody who doesn't like. NASCAR, then I would avoid my Twitter account on Saturdays and Sundays.
3: See, I, I like NASCAR, so I, I like your Twitter
5: account. Yeah, on the weekend, yeah. So, but yes, or, I could, that is a good morning. You'll warning. find me, or you'll find me very early in the morning, tweeting about Formula One, which was right. the case this morning when I watched. They, they had their first race tonight in Australia, and it was at because it's you know in Australia the time right, difference right. Is, is massive. So it was like race started at one o'clock in the morning. So. But yeah, if yeah, you're looking and, for straight okay.
3: wrestling thoughts, maybe your 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 account on the weekends might not yeah, be. Yeah, not best. not Saturdays <laughs> yeah, and Sundays, right. but
5: mainly during the week. That's fine. Yeah. So that's that's my Twitter account at S A S E D O R two Nine Nine Four. Um, and then I have a wrestling blog where it's right about stuff that I watch. Uh it's at I mean, it's DX versus NWO nineteen ninety-four at Blogspot I'm sure you could find it if you just search it. Um The name's weird. I know, it's a very weird name. Um I basically, that's my PSN username and that's just kind of been what I've been using.
3: Um, <laughs> we all have. Like, whatever our first, like... Yeah. For me, it was AOL Instant Messenger and that sort of... Those names are all ridiculous, too. So, yeah. you know, sometimes... Yeah, if, but if you stick with it, if that's your brand, that's it. Yeah. So, so, I'm like, sure... If, I had, mine was, like, Giant Killer Shane and, like, Reeker of Awesomeness, <laughs> like, 1987. So, like, yes, I don't use it anymore, yeah. but we all had those. So, no, right, you don't right. have
5: to We're all... So, if you just search DX... If you just go to my Twitter, I think I have a link to it on there. Or if you just search online, you can just search Wrestling Hub reviews or something like that and DX for NWO and it should just come up. <laughs> um, I'm actually, it's weird. I'm actually like very behind on um, my indie watching, like AIW, AAW, Beyond, that sort of thing. Like, I'm like, just to give you an idea, last night I watched uh, AIW's Gauntlet for the Gold, which is kind of their like Royal Rumble show. Right. right. I just watched their show from two years ago. So that's, that's, that's how far behind I am.
3: You're like Robin Reed, who, who watches like New Japan yeah. like five years later. And he's like, oh, my God, yeah. this Okada guy is really like like next week. He'll tweet something about like, man, this Okada guy really came out of nowhere. Like, right, right. This is awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to see that. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And just to give you an idea, that was uh, that was the last AIW show for Jimmy Jacobs. So that just gives you how, an idea of how <laughs> right, long ago that right. was.
3: Yeah, that's incredible. Well, here tonight we're talking about uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Going on April 1st here from the Lakeland Center, Jenkins Arena, Lakeland Center in Lakeland, Florida. For people that are wondering and if you're going to WrestleMania weekend, which, Sean, you you are not going to WrestleMania weekend, right? You're going to be watching. No, No,
5: I will be here. Uh,
3: so for people that are going to Orlando and you're like, "Oh, I want to check out this Ring of Honor show because it's, it's a pretty good show." Uh, hopefully you have a car or a friend that has a car because you're going to be going about an hour and a half away from Orlando mm-hmm. uh, to get here. It's actually we just found out uh, we were doing a little bit of research here. We, we looks like it has, it's actually closer to Tampa than it is Orlando, which is just the most right. unique thing and, and very Ring of Honor given uh, how their their week has gone because they've had a quite an interesting week. And before we go over the card, uh, thoughts on kind of the rumors and and things that have going on around Ring of Honor, their potential sale, all that sort of stuff that been going on uh, over the last week.
5: All right. Well, I think the only real positive that I think everyone would universally agree on if this were to happen would be that uh, their Ring of Honor's video library would finally be available in its entirety on a streaming service. Uh, that would really be the only positive. Other than that, you know, obviously a wrestling company closing down is as you guys have been talking about on Twitter and elsewhere, <laughs> not good. Yeah. It's not good. No, though it's it's kind of where at the same time like I'd be disappointed if this sale happened, but at the same time maybe it's just because of the state that the company is in now. I would kind of feel if if they went away, I would feel like very indifferent about it. It's just like eh, there it, it went away. It's, like I would be obviously upset, but it's not like oh I'm I'm like super sad or anything.
3: Right. I mean, it's a whole different mentality than if they went away, like, you know, in like 2007 or 2006 or whatever, it would feel like a huge blow to like the pro wrestling world. And, and while it like would be a blow to lose another company, it, because of where ring of honors at, it would just seem like, you know what I mean? Like from a, from a watching standpoint and then an entertainment standpoint, it would just be like, Oh, all right. Like whatever, you know, that big of a deal. It's, it's, it's fundamentally a big deal, but like as far as where ring of honors at right now, uh, not quite as much, but yeah, digitizing the library and having that be available would be be huge. But uh, I don't know if that's worth you know WWE right. scooping up another mm-hmm. one and then the implications of of WWE just really having a yeah, a but, stranglehold on 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 indie wrestling as as well as mainstream wrestling. I don't know if that's necessary.
5: Yeah, Ring of Honor is sort of like in a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation because if they get bought by WWE, then they're gonna be closed down. That's pretty obvious. But at the same time, if they're not, they still keep going. They still have to deal with the issue that they're losing a lot of talent especially young talent. right and they're in the crosshairs
3: so. of the which is never a good place to be because right because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't you know listen to them or don't do what they do they will uh they will crush you so that's right. uh, mm-hmm. uh that's interesting but uh yeah let's go over this uh, supercard of honor show because i think this is a really good show kind of a sleeper show for ring of honor who who hasn't always had great weekends during wrestlemania weekend sometimes it can have a pretty uh mediocre show but i i think this one's really pretty solid here so uh again supercard of honor uh going on april 1st uh, bell time is 6 p.m eastern so you can uh Go there. I I don't know that you're gonna be able to do both NXT and Supercard of Honor just because, nah. unless you bounce like halfway through the Ring of Honor show, which seems kind of silly, but uh, I guess you you could. Well, actually, if it's an hour away, you pretty much gotta like show up, watch the you know the first few matches, right. and then bounce, which is, is not ideal. But uh, um, yeah. actually, I guess I I can mention this because they're doing a Festival of Honor at two p.m. What in do you know what the Festival of Honor is necessarily? Is it kind of I, a
5: meet and greet type deal? Yeah, I think it's just a long like multi-hour like kind of meet and greet session where you can, I think pretty much everyone's going to be, well, I don't know if everyone but most people will be available can, for autographs Say so. goodbye to
3: Adam Cole and say goodbye to the Hardys
5: Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. yeah And it should. And I should also mention as well, in case people miss the announcement, the show will be on iPay-per-view, this was just yes nuts, Yes, like, like,
3: correct, they did over Two the days ago, mm-hmm. so
5: um, I think it's ROHwrestling.com or the various ways you can watch through the Fight app which I've never done before, so I can't speak to the quality of the Fight app So
3: yeah, but no, that was cool, the little announcement that had that. So it, it's a fun show. And yeah, I guess they're what that I think in one way says is that they maybe look at this takeover show and go, like, geez, this isn't a a you know, a knockout drag out uh, takeover show and, and and the WN Super Show, which is usually around the same time as well, isn't that incredible of a show either. So Ring of Honor are very smart to say, Hey, let's let's pounce on this iPay per view, let's see what we can get because you know, going through this card, which which we'll do here in a sec, you know, I, I might make the move to go to supercard of honor over nxt takeover on that night and if i was if i was there at uh you know the weekend of orlando i'd probably do this too because it really looks like a fantastic card so let's let, break it down here a little bit real quick and then we'll go kind of match by match here do but you want, uh, do
5: you want to uh, start with the kind of the women of honor matches yeah the- yeah so i'm gonna I'm gonna go
3: basically this is everything that ring of honor listed on their website here so we'll start with the winner women of honor which is technically going to be part of festival of honor correct not yeah, necessarily part of I, this I guess, show. I guess so. the
5: way they're doing it is that it's kind of at the end of the festival, like five o'clock
3: ish, right? Is yeah, sort five of, yeah, fifteen okay.
5: is what they said on their website. Okay. So it'll be, it won't be on the ip per view And I'm guessing that based on what they've done with their other women's matches, that they'll probably just all show up on their YouTube page, like, every Wednesday or something like that. Yes, yeah, so we got
3: uh, Mandy Leone uh, and Jenny Rose versus Sumisaki and Faye Jackson, uh, Kelly Klein versus Deanna Purrazzo. uh then a CML Luchadoras showcase. I am going to pronounce this one very wrong, so everybody will get mad at me. I think it's La Ampola versus and Marcella, I believe. So we I, got think, think.
5: I, I think it's La Amapola. I'm, okay. I'm just guessing, but... We're just
3: two gringos that that don't know a thing. So there you go. So that's your win of honor show. Again, that won't be on the iPay per view. That will be, um, as you said, either up on the YouTube page and part of the quote unquote, you know, festival of honor going on. uh, So a little bit earlier. So if you want to get there early and and check out that show, you'll be able to watch it there. Uh, Now, as far as the proper uh, Supercard of Honor show, we'll break this down real quick and then we'll we'll kind of go over uh, a little bit more of the matches. Uh, you got the Kingdom versus Beer City Bruiser and Pro Wrestling's last real man, Silas Young. Uh, you got Heavy Metal Rebel Frankie Kazarian versus Punishment Martinez. Uh, Will Ospreay and Valador Jr. versus Dragon Lee and Jay White. Uh, the Briscos and Bully Ray versus Hangman Page and the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, in a Texas bull Rope match, you have Cody versus Jay Lethal. Uh, ROH World Television Championship match, uh, the villain Marty Scroll defending his title against Adam Cole. Uh, Ring of Honor World Title match, uh, ROH Champion Christopher Daniels versus Dalton Castle. And then the main events, ROH World Tag Team Championship ladder match, not a ladder war, just a ladder match here. Uh, the tag team champions, the Hardy's versus the Young Bucks. So Sean, I'll ask you first, uh, what match are you looking most forward to on the Supercard of
5: Honor show? Well, I I think the match that obviously jumps out immediately is the ladder match.
3: That's gotta be um, everyone's pick, right? Yeah. Like, who else yeah. can well, you can't pick anything else. Right. Like,
5: I, so- I don't I don't know what I what else I could think of, but I feel like if anything, I feel like this match has the potential to be the craziest match of the weekend, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's it's a ladder match. I'm sure the, the Young Bucks are gonna be like really excited to work in a ladder match with the Hardys. So I'm sure they're gonna be doing all sorts of like crazy stunts, and I'm sure I I mentioned this a little bit in my preview, but it wouldn't be a ladder match without Jeff Hardy trying to kill himself. Exactly. Yes. You always have that,
3: even even with the implication that that the Hardys might show up in WWE or whatever. You know that Hardy will no matter Jeff Hardy will will no doubt take like because he doesn't have like we talked about the ladder war from uh, last month or whatever. You had you know. no, so doing all
5: September or, something. or September, oh, yeah. Oh oh, 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 you're talking about the, the yeah, line. yeah, yeah, the yeah. Most... Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: So and you had in, in that match, Beretta was the one doing all the bumps because it seemed like hard the Hardys were kind of like, eh, we're a little sore, so you know. But but this time you you really have nobody, so I I definitely see the Bucks uh, stepping up a little bit and sort of taking the bumps because you know Matt's not going to take any crazy bumps because I don't know that his body can, can necessarily take right. those huge bumps anymore. But you know Jeff will be doing some ridiculous spot off the top of a ladder, and that the Bucks will be doing stuff. So no, I mean I, I look at this and and this is a big reason this match alone of why I. Would pick this over uh, takeover because if you're watching that show, you you know yes you can just jump in at six o'clock and watch the beginning of. of you know, SuperCard of Honor, and and you know, then you have a few hours until Takeover. But do you really want to leave this show as you know Marty Scrolls coming out, and you know, then you have also this match coming up. Like I guess you can flip between the two, but I mean, my eyes would be, and my attention uh, would be on this ladder match as the main event. So it's a really good idea by Ring of Honor, I think, to to go up head to head with Takeover, especially this year because you have a real chance where there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go, you know, this is more interesting than than Nakamura Rude or or anything that's on that Takeover show. So I, I think masterful booking by them, and it, it could be the 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 Hardys last you know independent show before they go to WWE maybe their last ring of honor show but uh what a great way to go out and what a great man event of the show as well uh I'll ask you though sleeper match on the show so everybody we know that ladder match we know it's going to be good is there a match that maybe people aren't talking about a whole lot that could be awesome on the show
5: um well I think there's there's two I think the one that as far as Slaver matches go, the one that would I like, stand out is Osprey and Volador against Dragon Lee and yeah, Jay White. That's... It's it's a very it's a very random tag match with very random pairings, but I think as far as like what could what could be one of the best matches of the weekend. I don't I don't know if it'll be like the best or like up there in that upper echelon, but it, it, I think it'll, it has a chance to be great. I mean, well, Osprey is awesome, Volador Junior is awesome in what I've seen of him. I, I haven't seen a lot, but I have seen some. And Dragon Lee is awesome, and he and Will Ospreay. I saw their match in New York <laughs> yeah, like nuts. a couple weeks ago, and it was it was great. They seem to have really good chemistry, and it's kind of odd because Jay White is seemingly the odd man out here, since he's the only one in this match that doesn't have some sort of lucha background. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how he works in this match, as but like he obviously got two guys from CML, CMLL in there, and Will Ospreay has lucha background of his own so i'm gonna be interested to see how jay white does in that match um and i guess it is the other one another match i'd be looking forward to would be marty Scurll versus adam cole for the tv title um that's a match where i feel like some would see it as a dream match though others might not feel the same way or it's completely opposite because it just seems like both guys have a lot of detractors. Yeah, they're very polarizing, say. both guys. Right. Like, there's
3: people that, and, and I'm of the mindset, I love Marty Skrull, but I, I don't like Adam Cole at all. But there are people that are probably on the complete opposite spectrum as me that love Adam Cole and, and don't really like Marty Skrull. So yeah, this is going to be a weird one to see the, 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 what people sort of think of it because yeah, they're super polarizing guys. Like you either love or hate both yeah. of these guys. So it'll And be I, and I feel like
5: that's how the match is going to go. You're either going to be great and you're going to yeah, love it right, or right. you're just not going to like it at all. Um, but I, I do think that that match has the potential to be Great.
3: Yeah, no, I I'm looking forward to that one too. What, what as far as the ROH World Title match, you know, kind of a weird pairing here. I, I like Dalton Castle a lot as sort of a, a you know a fun figure on ROH TV. You know, live he's he's great to watch. But as far as an ROH World Title match on WrestleMania weekend, what, what do you think about Dalton Castle being in that spot against the newly crowned champion Christopher Daniels?
5: Um, I don't honestly, I don't mind it, uh, and I think mainly that's due to the fact that you have the ladder match, which will probably be the main event, which obviously is a Essentially, you have a much bigger match on the card than Daniels versus Castle. So I think in that sense, it's okay to kind of an ROH World title match. It'll be like, you know, semi-main event. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure the match is going to be really good. It's a match that, you know, Daniels is obviously going to win unless they decide to do another quickie title switch. (laughs) It's
3: going to go absolutely Um, nuts and decide that Dalton Castle has to be be the champion. To be
5: fair, I was of the mindset before Daniels won the title that I thought with all the different kind of talents leaving that my idea is that if i was kind of had the power to make that decision i would have kept the title on cole and then put it on castle and then just pushed castle as your guy but obviously that's that's what that's not what's happening but um i'm I'm sure the match will still be really good i mean christopher daniels you know when when does he not deliver in a match he's always good right and dalton castle I'm, i'm sure he'll be fine
3: well, what, what uh, would you put the percent chance that Castle does win here? Because it's interesting that you, you sort of mentioned that, and and there's the possibility that that Daniels is just a transitional champion because they were, really didn't want you know Cole to lose the castle or whatever. But uh, what is the is there? What would you bet it as if you were a betting <laughs> man? I, I don't know that you are, but you know, on Dalton Castle winning here because I have it pretty low. But I, I guess you know I, I could be convinced if if there's a chance.
5: Well, I it, it's pretty low, but when you consider the fact that and this is something I think I just found out a few days ago. Apparently. Daniel's is going to be de- making a title defense, uh, ROH title defense in Australia. Oh damn and it! They, I,
3: did they I, announce it as an ROH title defense?
5: Yeah, I, those I forget, bastards I forget, never mind. I forget what promotion <laughs> it's for. I, I could be wrong. I heard it's going to be Jay Lethal. I don't know, and I don't even know what promotion it's for. Um, but I just heard that he's going to be in Australia, I guess, in the next month, and he's going to be defending the title. Oh,
3: see, they got to do the Gabe style. He he always does it. We were talking uh, about the and Super Show, uh, you know, later in this 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 broadcast. But they do it where like, oh, if, if ACH wins at Evolve, maybe like this could be for the title, or like right. they're always good about doing that. Japan does that too. They won't announce, you know, what an actual title match is until the title matches happen. happened. But Ring of Honor has never been good about that, and it, it's actually made New Japan mad in the past. So damn I, it, they ruined it. So I guess I've, never mind. Zero yeah, percent. They, <laughs> like, they
5: they've been better at that when it's like title matches within their own promotion, but since this one is like... they Like, ROH hasn't even mentioned this. Like, I, I literally... This is something that I think just popped up on Twitter. <laughs> right. So, like, unless it's something that they put out there, I'm sure that they won't mention it. So that's probably why they didn't say that. But yeah.
1: that's just me guessing. Darn. Well, all
3: right. No, no problem. Uh, as far as one match that I'm, I'm strangely looking forward to, even though I don't necessarily love either of the competitors, uh, Texas Bulldog, Cody versus Jay Lethal. Does this have the chance to be pretty good in your mind?
5: If... The the thing is, they haven't really clarified what kind of bull rope match this is going to be. Whether it's going to be the you know just pinfall submission with no DQ, or if it's going to be the touch the four corners. Yeah, a little strap match style, yeah. Which is usually the inferior of the two. Um, but when they did make the announcement in the match in the article that they announced it, they did reference a match that Dusty Rhodes had a bull rope match that he had with Billy Graham in I think like the late seventies, Madison Square Garden. And I, I just YouTube that match real quick, and it was a, just a you know, pinfall submission match with no disqualifications. So if it's that kind of match, I think it could be good. Um, obviously, you know, Co- I'm sure Cody, being in a match that kind of his father helped make famous, I'm sure he's going to want to do the best he can to live up right. to that. Right.
3: That, that's one of the like reasons scene. I'm looking forward to it, for sure, because I think he's going to go in there going, hey, you know, I, I, there's, a, there's a Rhodes legacy in this match that i got to live up to. So
5: yeah. And Jay Lethal's always, you know, he's always good. So you could always count on him to deliver a good match on a big show. Um, I'm actually kind of curious as to who wins this match because Cody is, if, if anything, he's been known as the guy who doesn't lose. But at the same time, Jay Lethal, I feel like he needs to win this match, especially since uh, and dogs are barking.
3: Hey, it's voice wrestling staple here.
5: Yeah, fun, so. no, that's all right. But but is, <laughs> it's it, not a no. That's that's fine. That's fine. It's not a
3: flagship until the dogs bark. So, right. So now right. Now we've now we've officially christened it. So
5: right. But uh, Jay, Jay Lethal, it's like Cody, you would think Cody would win because he always wins. But Lethal kind of needs to win, especially since he's kind of the number one contender. And if he loses here, he would have lost all of his. Well, he's only had two. This would be a second match with Cody, but he would have lost twice against Cody, which I honestly don't think would be good for, good for Lethal. Um, so I. And this match kind of feels like a blow off, so I feel like Lethal needs to win. Uh, But again, with Cody, you really never know because he never loses unless it's like (laughs) shenanigans. Right, so. and, and
3: I guess if there's any match where shenanigans can happen, it would it would be the Texas Bull Rope. If it's and that's where you mentioned maybe if they do the the touch the four corners thing, then you can always do the the old trope of you know he touches all three and then you know somebody slides it. You know, there's a lot of ways you can go if if they decide to have Cody you know lose there or uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that because I think there there isn't uh, some question of who's gonna win that one, which is always fun when you can go into a show uh, thinking that. Because I guess my my next question for you would be um, you we look at a few of the title matches here and and I guess the you know, the Witch World Television Championship, Marty Scrolls probably not losing that to Adam Cole. I think that's pretty safe to say that uh, right. that will not happen. Which World title, we, we you know, probably a 0% chance that Daniels uh, loses to Castle. Uh, and then the the tag ladder match, I mean, would you put it at 100% that the Bucks beat the Hardys, or do you think that maybe there's a chance that the Hardys do retain it?
5: Um. Well, I know I've seen some kind of people, like, chattering on Twitter about the fact that the Young Bucks have lost all their titles in the last three months. And it's like, oh, are they going to WWE? But it's like, you know, the Hardys are leaving or probably going back to WWE. Right. So they're probably going to lose the titles here back to the Unbucks. Bucks. So, and it was actually interesting. Did you catch the bit in the Observer this week about what they were, I guess the original plans were for this whole feud? Uh, you know, I had not read this week's
3: Observer. So, no, uh, let us know if you if you.
5: So essentially, and this surprised me when I read it, apparently ROH and I guess Impact Wrestling, I, it's, it's, weird. It's, it's still TNA. So I'm, I'm still going to call it TNA. because <laughs> yeah, it's in, Impact is, is too close. But essentially, they had actually, apparently before the Hardys had left, had come to terms to an agreement where the, Heart, where the Young Bucks were going to appear on Impact. And they were going to do a whole thing of back and forth where the, where the Young Bucks were going to appear on Impact. You know, the Hardys <sighs> would appear on ROH. And I think they were at some point, it was supposed to be a longer feud. Um... I think Meltzer mentioned that they might have even appeared on a TNA pay-per-view. Um, and that they were also planning to do some sort of, of course, with this version of the Hardys. They were going to, of course, do a match at the compound in some wacky thing. But yeah, apparently this was supposed to be a lot longer than, you know, was anticipated before the Hardys left. Um, and the Young Bucks were apparently, apparently there was a deal and they were going to be appearing, or supposedly going to be appearing on TNA television. Which is really interesting, considering that you know they're in the Bullet Club in New Japan. <laughs> right. But it would have been really interesting to see how that played out if that actually happened, with you know the Unbucks you know showing up on Impact randomly and not know. as
3: Max and uh, Jeremy though, unfortunately. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this is quite a coup by Ring of Honor though to, to to be able to book this match, and that, that's the thing that I was thinking when I was going through. Um, This entire card, and and obviously your preview that's up on on voicewrestling.com as well, of just looking at the the coup that, you know, hey, Ring of Honor did a great job of of pouncing on this and not waiting, not delaying, and going, hey, look, you know, the Hardys might be one foot out of the door, but let's do, let's, and let's main event our our WrestleMania Weekend thing because, you know, I'm probably not the only one that's looking at, you know, what it's up against. And it's up the WN Super Show, which is a solid looking show, but I I don't know if it necessarily blows me away. And and NXT Takeover, which I'm very down on uh, this year, NXT Takeover. So I look at this and I go, geez, like, all those matches are pretty solid that we talked about on the undercard, but that main event—I mean, that could be a hell of a match—and and I could see a lot of people saying, "No, I'm I'm going to watch this Aruija, you know, this Supercard of Honor, because this has a little bit more to it than um than a lot of the other sh- uh, shows that are up against it on this Saturday night." So I- I'm really looking forward to this show in general, and, and sort of we sort of talked about our match that we're really looking forward to here. Uh, as far as the undercard here, you know, we obviously have Osprey and, and Valador Jr., Dragon League, Jay White. Uh, any of the other matches you're really looking forward to, like Kingdom versus Beer City Bruiser and Silas Young? I, I, you know, like, that'll I be mean, fine. I yeah, think, yeah, whatever.
5: I think they'll be okay. It'll be in, kind of interesting to see what happens with the Kingdom now that, obviously, TK Orion is out for God knows how long. Whew, that was sick. That we, yeah. was a
0: horrible interview. Yeah, when I, when
5: I actually, when I was watching the show, I, I could be wrong, cause because of the, just the camera, the replay. But when I saw that, it kind of looked like the Sid leg break.
3: Yeah. So
5: that was, that was kind of gross. I guess I heard it. I guess the observer said it was, I guess a clean break in his leg, like a completely like clean break. So, uh, that, that really sucks for him. But I guess what they're going to do with the kingdom is that they're going to be, uh, I guess the smart thing would be just put them in the tag division and then they're just going to be, you know, be there for a while until I guess TK comes back. If he comes back, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that match will be all right. I mean, it's weird that the Motor City Machine Guns, who are advertised for the show, aren't in an announced match, because I think if they were in, on the card, you would put them here in a three-way. Great
3: at job, Fred. Yeah, have them be the opener, because at least you're going to get a little bit of fun yeah. you know, sprinty stuff here. Because yeah, this, this is a little weird of as an opener, because I don't know that it's necessarily going to be like as fun of a match as you really want to open a show with.
5: Yeah, I mean, Silas and Beer City Bruiser, they're fine as a tag team. I know people like, you know, people rag on the Beer City Bruiser, rightfully so. But if ROH, like ROH insists on using him, him being like Salah Young's like underling, quote unquote, is probably the best role for him. So I really don't mind him in that role per se. Um, and the Kingdom, they've been, I mean, they haven't blown anybody away since they came back, but they're always good, but they're never better than good.
3: Yeah, I makes. think that's 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 a good way to describe yeah. it. As, as far as uh, Frankie Kazarian and Punishment Martinez, uh, ROH announced it as the first time ever. As if anybody cares <laughs> that the first time that that Frankie Kazarian and Punishment Martinez have faced off each oh. other, or that that's a match that like is that big of a deal to advertise as the first time ever. But uh, I'm still looking forward to it because Kazarian now back you know you know on the on the babyface side of the the things, and and Punishment Martinez has been impressive too. I mean, he he he's a guy that the look takes a little while to get to and and, and try to you know hone in on, but once you, you see him in the ring, he, he's 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 a little rough. But he can do, like, some spectacular things for his size. So I think that'll be a fun little match to see at the beginning. And then, of course, you got the Briscoes and Bully Ray versus Hangman Page and the Grill as a destiny. That'll be kind of brawly or whatever. But I, I, I'm looking forward to that, too, because... Girls of Destiny have been very good uh, in the last few months, uh, and the Briscoes are the Briscoes. Uh, Bully Ray, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know what effort level uh, he brings to the table, but him with the Briscoes, I think, is, is a nice little pairing as well. So I'm still looking forward to that match for the novelty of it, even if it's not right. Be right, that, and, I all think, that great, so.
5: and I think Bully Ray is kind of in the similar boat of Beer City Bruiser in the sense that. Yes, it's kind, of, it's kind of weird that ROH is insisting on using him, but if you are going to use him, then this spot as, well, I guess it's the six-man tag team champions, uh, is the best spot for him because then you could, he doesn't have to do a lot. You could hide him in six mans and that's okay. Uh, and then like, there's also the I guess the little backstory to this match that apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently the gorillas at Destiny uh, trained at uh, the Team 3D school so they do have that little story in there of, oh, it's the two students going up against their teacher. So that adds a little bit to the match, but I'm, I'm sure the match will be, you know, it's not going to blow anybody away, but I'm sure it'll be fine. So
3: Absolutely. So again, this uh, is Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, April 1st, 2017, of course, at the Lakeland Center, Jenkins Arena, Lakeland, Florida. Again, as a warning for people that are going live, uh, make sure you have a car or a carpool or something because this is about an hour away, so this is not walkable. Uh, you can't take an Uber here. I think you're going to have to drive there a little bit farther away. Um, but it looks like a really fun show, and for people that aren't there live, uh, the news that that came out uh, you know a few days ago, it will be on IP Review ROH Wrestling and the Fight TV app, also fight.tv. so you can order it there. Uh, Sean, before we say goodbye, do you want to let everybody know where they can follow you and um and and see your your NASCAR, your F1, and your pro wrestling
0: thoughts as well?
5: All right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at sasedor two nine nine four. Um, and then, if you look at my Twitter profile, it should have a link right there to my blog, where I, just, like I said, I'm, I'm reviewing indie shows from two years ago while also watching progress. So that's fine. I'm actually up to, I think the last show I watched was like chapter eleven. So I'm I'm a little behind, but I'm I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> getting there, yeah,
3: yeah, hey. Yeah. And that, if there's any show or if there's any promotion that's good for for watching, you know, two years later and kind of binge watching is, is and and they they're formed in those chapters or whatever. So it, you don't feel like you're really completely out of the loop if you're watching yeah. chapter 11 or whatever and you're you know they've just had you know chapter 39 you know like i don't think yeah. it's that big of a deal so no i think i think you're you're and you're not alone too our twitter feeds fill with people that are like hey i'm watching like chapter 28 or whatever and it's it's cool yeah. stuff though it's definitely so
5: you're yeah, fine it, doing it's, that it's yeah. Fun. yeah it's fun seeing i'm at the point now where jimmy havoc is threatening to set people on fire and kill people so it's <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think when he won the match, where he won the title, he threatened to set Mark Andrews on fire if he didn't make the match. So like he literally poured like I guess lighter fluid on him or something. But That's yeah, great. he'll oh, he'll Jimmy yeah Havoc. yeah Jimmy Havoc. That's great. I still but, can't uh, believe he's working WWE that weekend. It's, it, it's it's
3: a unique yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, how they handled Jimmy yeah. Havoc on, on WWE Access. But yeah, definitely an interesting weekend as well. So you will not be going to Florida, so you'll be watching yeah. uh, with us. Uh, on various IP reviews and whatnot, and you have a preview up now on the website as well for the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. You'll be reviewing uh, the show as well, and you can find your coverage as well on com. You'll be doing stuff all throughout the weekend. Uh, So, Sean, thank you for coming on and and helping us preview uh, Supercard of Honor. No problem. All right, and now joining us to talk about NXT TakeOver Orlando is Alex Wendland. Alex, thanks for
0: coming on. Hey, Rich, good to talk.
3: Uh for people that don't know uh, Alex, what do you do uh currently at the website, what you've done in the past, and uh where can people follow you for uh, other musings uh about uh what well, what would your musings be? Your your non wrestling musings? It's it's kind of a sample. It's it's pretty it goes all over the place. Packers sometimes, basketball, yeah, you know, you got a bunch of good stuff on there.
0: I appreciate that. Uh most of my musings can be found at at Alex Munland on Twitter. Um that's kind of my only real public one. Uh, you'll find a lot of Packers talk, fair bit of Bucks talk, um, and some mid-major college basketball. Oh, and uh, a, a lot of hating the Wisconsin Badgers.
3: Well, you had a good weekend then. So if you're, uh... Yeah!
0: <laughs> yeah, go. that was a good one. Uh, at the site, uh, what I do now is a bit nebulous. I send in a column every quarter or so. Um, I used to be the NXT reviewer and uh, kind of general utility editor.
3: So you had, uh, you know, last year NXT TakeOver was just a massive show. People were just could not wait for it. You, of course, had the debut of, of Shinsuke Nakamura. You had Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, the match actually happening. Uh, you had the, you know, really great tag match as well. You know, pretty fun main event, even though some people didn't necessarily love it. You had Asuka and Bailey in, in a great match, but just all around it was an anticipated card and a card that delivered big. Now we kind of go to a year later at NXT, which is in that year lost a little bit of a luster. It's still a very good show and I, I still enjoy it, but uh, arguably, I mean, almost inarguable that people look at this show and, and compare to last year, or even you know, past NXT takeovers, and go. Ah, there's not a whole lot here, and I think it's it's really you know the, the best representation of that is that we have four announced matches. As of you know, technically, as we're recording this, three we know of the fourth one that's coming on, but that's it for this takeover. How have you thought, or what have you thought of the build so far to uh, take over Orlando?
0: Yeah, well, first I uh, want to give a shout out to Amway, a good American company. There, um... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just work hard. <laughs> they just work hard. Uh, you know. Yeah, and work their way through
3: the public education system, and uh, everything
0: works out well. So exactly, and if you work hard enough there, you can climb all the way to the top of the pyramid (laughs) and make your friends. Um, Yeah, NXT is in kind of a weird spot. It was uh, last year uh, Nakamura Zane was my match of the year, Um, and it's just they lost a ton of talent after WrestleMania uh, going up to the main roster, and you know they've. They just haven't really recovered. They put a lot of the uh, uh, the company on the back of Bobby Roode, which is an <laughs> odd decision in 2017. Um, I shouldn't say the company of the of the division. Um, and it's it, it is in a really weird place. And the the people they've brought in to uh, replace the talent that was going up to the main roster either has underperformed or uh, hasn't really been featured. Uh, you know, I was. Uh, obviously excited about Nakamura coming in and we can talk about whether or not that's been a success. Um, Gargano and Ciampa are great, uh, but, you know, they're they're mid-card guys and they've been the highlight of 2016 uh, post-WrestleMania. Uh, we're finally getting Aleister Black, uh, you know, and there was a lot of talk about Kyle O'Reilly coming in, whereas he's, he's not in the company yet. Uh, and, you know, at with how early they announced the uh, Cassius Ono return, you would think that he would find a prominent place on the card for being such, um, you know, a a high level performer uh, in the industry, even if the name recognition isn't quite there with him. Uh, But, but he's nowhere to be found either. And I think, um, you know, it's a real lack of uh, proper writing that has, um, and you'd think bad timing, but, they've had the opportunities um, that has really sunk this brand. Yeah,
3: so let's, let's go over the card here real quick, and then we'll talk uh, about, you know, each match, match by match, which is it's funny because a lot of these previews I've done, we've had to either pick, you know, hey, I've told my person, you know, the person that's been on here, you know, pick one match that you really like, pick a, sl- a sleeper match. You know, we, we can do every match on this card pretty easily, so uh, this will be fun. We got uh, Andreas Cienel this versus Alistair Black. Of course, people that are listening, uh, when you hear this, you'll know that this match happened, but uh, anybody who uh, peeks into the, or listens to it before it's released, uh, any of you odd people, uh, it'll be a spoiler, and maybe you listen to this before TakeOver, but, but that's a match that's happening so forget it who cares uh nxt tag team championship match you have the authors of pain uh and razor defending their titles against diy which is of course gargano and champa and as well as the revival scott dawson and dash wilder will be in that match uh, you have an nxt women's championship asuka defending her title against ember moon and then you mentioned the main event nxt championship bobby rude versus shinsuke nakamura so alex i'll start off what
0: match are you most looking forward to on this night um you know if uh if we had done this last Tuesday, I would have told you it was the tag team, uh, the tag team match by a mile. Um, but then I watched that uh, Almas Oni Lorcan match uh, on Wednesday, and that was—I I- love that match. That was the best match I've seen from Almas. Um, I would say ever, but then again, I didn't watch him in Mexico. Um, and and now I'm really looking forward to that match. So I think I would still say the tag team match, but I think that. I assume that's gonna be the opener with of the four and I think that could really be great.
3: Yeah, that that's one that really looks like, a, as a pure in-ring match, looks to, to have the potential to be great, and I think one one of the you know the blessings, maybe, if they do keep this to a four-match show, or even if they add, like, a, there's been rumors of, like, a Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, or maybe one of the WWE, you know, UK guys uh, coming in f- for a match as well, or maybe you do have a Cassius Ono versus somebody, you know, showcase match, but if it is four or even five matches, a lot of time for these these guys to really go out there and, and, and do something, you know, really good, so I hope that these guys do have a great match, because I think Sean almost is finally starting to find his footing I uh, in the company, which it, it took long enough, but I, I think it's they're finally paying off a little bit to it. And then Alistair Black, you know, the former Tommy End is just a great worker as well, so you give that guy 10 minutes, uh, he's going to make something really good, and he's, the, the crowd's going to love uh, him as well, and he'll be way over in front of that crowd. So I'm looking forward to that match a lot. That looks uh, really solid, and, and I guess the match I'm, I'm second, you know, looking forward to maybe the second most, and I'm curious on your thoughts on this, uh, is the NXT Tag Team Championships, and I feel like if this was just DIY Revival, I'd be way more hyped up, even though I don't mind and the authors of pain, but there's just something about the, the triple threat aspect of the match that kind of bothers me. Are, are you bothered by that or are you okay with it?
0: I would be bothered with it. I think what it saves it is uh that it's elimination. Um because uh DIY is not gonna be the first team out of this match, and they've got the um the wind in them to the point where they can wrestle two matches back to back, I think. Um and I think that's what this is gonna be. It's gonna be two different matches. You're going to have, I think, a quick... Um, I think the Revival is probably going to be the one to go um, first. And uh, and then you're going to get an Authors of Pain DIY match uh, and inside of this three-way match. And uh, I think that that has a chance to be pretty good.
3: Yeah, and as far as uh, Oscar Ember Moon, so that's the NXT Women's Championship match, of course. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Because, uh, Oscar, you, you, you're way in on Oscar. I know you, you've talked about that before in your reviews and, and, and on Twitter as well. Uh, and, and off... Um... Offline as well, you and I have kind of talked about it a bit too, but uh, thoughts on Asuka and Eber Moon. I mean, it looks like finally the first time we're going to get, you know, maybe an extended Asuka match, which I think is a good thing for her, uh, at least on a takeover
0: show. But but what are your thoughts going into this match and, and, and how do you see it playing out? Well, she's had competitive matches in the past, just not um, <clears throat> recently. Um, and this is what I, uh, to toot my own horn, this is what I predicted uh, following Eber Moon's debut, that they were going to build them up separately uh, never the two shall meet until WrestleMania, uh, or WrestleMania weekend. And, um, I, I am really looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be good. Uh, I wish they had built Ember Moon to be a little bit more than just a finishing move. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Asuka is, uh, and you and I talked about this. She is, uh, more Nakamura than Nakamura is in 2017, uh, she's got the swagger, she's got, you know, the just the badassery um that Nakamura had in New Japan and just, you know, hasn't had since day 3 in um in NXT. Uh, you know, every time she comes to the ring, it's an event and uh that's that's something that almost nobody in this company can say. Uh definitely nobody else in um well, I guess Bobby Roode can say it, but, you know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> his event ends once he gets to the ring. Uh, and we'll talk more about that. But, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be great. Um, it'll be nice to see Ember Moon get uh, an extended match. Uh, I think that's more of the question than um, what Asuka can do in a competitive matchup. Um, I think it's going to be really, really fun. And uh, one of the few that I have no idea what's going to happen in.
3: Yeah, I guess that was going to be my next question is, is any chance that Asuka loses here? Do you think she retains and and maybe they have another match down the line and that's when Ember Moon wins? Because that's the way that NXTs like to kind of do it a little bit is, you know, let the person, you know, get close, lose, and then kind of work their way back up for the second time to do it. But, uh, you know, you never know if, if may- they make the call that they need Asuka on the main roster. Who knows? But yeah, do you, do you see Asuka losing here? Do you see uh, maybe her retaining for until the next takeover, maybe?
0: I think there's a definite chance Asuka loses. Um... But I, I, I do know that the way they like to do this is, oh, you think Asuka's the one who's coming up right after WrestleMania? Well, boy, we'll show you. <laughs> um, and I could totally see uh, them extending this into uh, at least a two-match series, if not three, really, um, where uh, Ember Moon wins the second and then Asuka gets another shot and, and loses and comes up after the third match.
3: All right, then we'll move on to the main event, the NXT Championship. Uh, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, Bobby Roode, the uh, the glorious man, the entrance theme versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And a lot of people have gotten upset because uh, we, we've uh, kind of made light of him on our Twitter account of, of calling Bobby Roode the entrance theme. But he really, like, yeah, of his NXT run so far, like, I, I, I came in with an open mind. I was, I was you know, like, all right, look, I don't I didn't like Bobby Roode in TNA, and I always kind of thought he was boring, but I'm going to give this a try, and I love the entrance theme. Like, it's an incredible theme. The glorious song is, is amazing. Uh, makes for a good gym song as well. Which is a uh, kind of shocking as well, but uh, the in ring is just it's it's lacked for me. I haven't been into it. What have you thought of, of Bobby Roode so far?
0: Yeah, well, uh, entrance theme is my personal favorite wrestling meme of right now. Um, I think it's just the funniest thing, and it, you know it it's kind of ruining Bobby Roode um, this this huge to do every time he comes to the ring, and then you get a guy who wrestles well and you know doesn't doesn't hurt the guy right like puts him in a headlock and just
3: kind of (laughs) like works him over a long time yeah right
0: Right. bobby bobby rude is a really solid wrestler but he's not somebody i want carrying a belt um on a show i'm watching um he uh you know i I don't have anything bad to say about the guy, but I also don't have anything good to say about the guy. That's kind of the Bobby Roode experience right there. Because, yeah, I don't hate him. It's just like, yeah,
3: whatever. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. And, and But that's a problem in the main event, and it's especially a problem if that's your takeover main event against a guy who, who should be red hot in a moment that should be red hot in, in Nakamura. But it's just kind of like, I, I want to like this match, and I want to be anticipated about it. But it's like, once the entrance teams are over, I, I just don't know that I'm going to love it all that much.
0: Yeah, and you know he's a he's a good promo. They've the build has been so so on this, but uh, Rude is really uh, uh, he's been a good cocky champion type, um, and he got that weird match with uh, or that win weird uh, with, Jesus, he got that weird win over Ono. Um, I you know don't know quite what to make of that. If he gets a clean win over uh, the once Chris hero, but um, I I think this is gonna be. Match. I don't think Shinsuke is going to be up for this one the way he was last WrestleMania um, and hasn't really been since then. Um, I'm a little worried about this main event, Rich. I, uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've been worried about an NXT main event. Yeah, you usually can rely on the the NXT event, particularly on WrestleMania
3: weekend, just deliver to an absolute. I mean, because even last year there were people a little bit disappointed about that match, but in retrospect that match was br- really solid. It just had no chance of following Zayn and Nakamura because everybody was just like could not handle themselves uh, after that match. But yeah, it, it, it's it's just I don't I don't know. Like and, and Nakamura, I guess we could talk a little bit more about him as as we kind of close out uh, this talk about NXT Takeover. Um, your thoughts on him because. I've been very down on him and I'm a guy that, you know, I liked him in New Japan, but I, I I never thought that he was like the best of the best, but he could rise to the occasion like no other. Like in those big moments, Nakamura would just have just these incredible matches, these incredible moments. Everything was just perfect about him. I've I've really kind of gotten sick of him in, in NXT. I I just don't know. I mean, the Nakamura thing in in general, and I think there's a lot of people that are that way too. I even have casual fan friends who who loved him when he first came in and are just like, yeah, he's all right. And I'm like, no, he's he's great though. It's like you, you have to try to tell people, no, I promise, he's like really good. And it's just I, that's kind of been the experience with me and Nakamura. What what have you thought of overall his his run in NXT?
0: Yeah, I mean Nakamura has always been the big match guy, um, and the New Japan schedule. Uh, kind of hid his weaknesses and saved him, uh, in some instances. And, you know, if he's having these problems in NXT, I'm really worried about the main roster all of a sudden. Um, because he's not going to have those, those schedule benefits, uh, like he does even in NXT. Um, and he hasn't been up for the big matches in NXT. I was really, as a Milwaukee guy, I was really disappointed in that Nakamura Aries match, uh, his second takeover match. um, and you know nothing it really blew me away you know so i i hope nakamura hasn't lost it um and that there's just something that hasn't clicked yet in wwe for him maybe he needs to get to the main roster to have that motivation uh although i you know we've seen what the main roster does to people and that's not really um something i'm looking forward to uh but if he hasn't been able to put it together in nxt and uh that's been disappointing compared to what we expect from him, then um, I'm really worried about what the future in the WWE looks like for Shinsuke.
3: And maybe our overall thoughts now on, on TakeOver, I'm, I'm interested in your, because people are looking at this like, you know, the build has, has, has been, you know, a little lackluster, but overall, when it's all said and done, do you think we're going to come from the show and go, geez, we all really, like, we really should have given them a little bit more credit that they were going to deliver a, a great show. Do you still think in, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a great show and it's going to be
0: one that we remember out of this weekend? That might be overselling it a little bit, but I think it is going to be a really good show and it's going to be um, a really fun two hours to watch. I think we deal with this a lot when we look at main roster pay-per-views, uh, with the exception of the one that I actually went to uh <laughs> that's last month. Um, it's, uh, you, know, you look at the people who are on the card, and these are super talented people. These are the best people in the world who have, in, in many respects, been let down by writing. Um, this is a a great card, and it, there are going to be great matches on this card, and um the writing can't muddy that up
3: uh, and, and And overall, when, when it's all said and done, what what do you think will be the best match of the entire night? what what match will we then say? Oh geez, that that
0: really highlighted this takeover show. <sighs> That's a tough one because I think there's great potential. In uh, all three of the announced undercard matches, the one I want to blow me away is the main event. I want that to be um, a renewal and a breakout for both of those guys. If you asked me, and you did ask me, what I think is actually going to be the best match, um, I'd say the tag team match with the uh, Almas Black match as the Dark Horse. Okay, I like that a lot. So, uh,
3: yeah, no, I'm, i I'm, I'm still looking forward to take over. I mean, despite the, the, the what I've considered a kind of a lackluster build and a little bit of low energy going into it, I still think. And, and, and what's cool too is NXT has done such a great job of, of, of nailing. You know, everybody talks about WWE and nailing the moments and the big. Aura, the big show thing. I think NXT does a fantastic job of that, too. They really underrate how good that is, and you know that the Bobby Roode entrance is going to be awesome. You know the Nakamura entrance is going to be awesome. You know Asuka's entrance will be great. I'm sure they'll do something for Ember Moon, too, which will be really cool. And and that's, you know, look at that, and, and that alone just makes it super fun, and and I think there's the capacity, definitely, on this show to to have some sleeper matches or matches that aren't announced that pop up, whether it be a bait, a Trent Seven, a Cassius Ono, a Roderick Strong. Like, they have the talent in NXT, so it's just amazing that this is the only like, four matches they really announce, and I do hope that some other ones do kind of pop up do you, do you think there's any chance that we do get a few more matches on this show or do you think it's it, it's four matches and that's it
0: i think we have one more that pops up these um i don't have the the cards in front of me but i feel like these generally come in at five matches um a, a six you know there's like you said there's the talent there to do six matches i don't know if they want to cut everything down that much to do six um in two hours but um i'm yeah, I think another one will be in.
3: All right. Uh, Alex, before I let you go, do you want to let everybody know uh, where they can follow you and your musings and uh, anything else so that they can read your writing or anything like that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am at Alex Wenland on Twitter. Um, and uh, if I am writing about uh, anything, you'll find it on VoicesWrestling.com. Rich, I do have one more question for oh. you before we, before we go here. Um, if WWE buys ROH over under 1 year until Silas Young is world champion <laughs> under for sure i mean that guy's going to walk in and Vince is going to love the stash can you are you kidding me
3: like the stash the chest hair like Vince is going to absolutely love that guy no that's
0: got to be it there's yeah, gotta, it's
3: gotta be an under. Well, how how tall is Silas Young? He's a little he's shorter than you he appears, but he He's like five eleven, I think. Okay, like. but he he he's got the aura of like a guy that's like six three. So yeah, he's five eleven. Oh,
0: chest out. Yeah,
3: if, if with that barrel chest and the the hair all over it, nah, Vince won't care.
0: All right, well, hashtag uh, book Silas Young, let everybody know on Twitter, uh, and uh, I'll see you guys there. All right, Alex, thanks for joining us.
3: All right, taking a quick break in the action to let you know that this week is also sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. There's no reason to use cheap disposable razors or pay a ridiculously high price for some gimmicky thing that's got laser pointers and 17 blades. Don't do any of that. Make the smarter choice. Join Dollar Shave Club just like I did. Before Dollar Shave Club, it was either save money and get a painful shave or pay a fortune for the latest gimmicky shave breakthrough i didn't need any stuff no more i don't want it anymore dollar shave club is the best of both worlds a premium shave at a disposable price you get a clean close shave every time and you can't beat the convenience or the price if you haven't tried dollar shave club yet you're missing out it's an amazing shave at an affordable price and today there's no smarter choice on the market new members will get the first month of any dollar shave club razor for only one dollar with free shipping after that just a few bucks per month no long-term commitments no hidden fees and after you cancel. You can do it whenever you want. You can cancel whenever. If you're done, you've had enough, you can cancel whenever you want. No questions asked. Get your first month for only $1 at dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. That's your first month for only $1 with free shipping, dollarshaveclub.com slash voices. All right, we're back here. This time we're here with Michael Spears talking about the WWN Super Show. Michael, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Rich. So for people that might not know what you do on the website, what you do on our podcast network, let uh, let the people know a little bit about you.
2: Yeah,
4: no problem. Um, I'm Michael Spears. I am one of the many talking heads at Open the Voice Gate, and I do a lot of the Dragon Gate coverage along with John, Milo, and Case, along with other random rants I have about production quality yes, and yes, you're TNA. Right.
3: You are a resident production quality uh, expert. You are a resident, uh, one of our resident Dragon Gate uh, reviewers, previewers, and, and talkers. So uh, happy to get you on here to talk about the Dwayne Super Show going on April first, 2017, of course, from the Orlando Event Center. Uh, this one will be live on Flow Slam, So if you're not there, um, we're trying to do the show a little bit half for the people that are going because there are many, many people going. I, I guess I'll ask you: Are you going this year?
4: No, this is actually one of the few years I'm not going. And you just I, left Florida
3: too, like yeah, days ago. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm in grad school right now, getting my MBA. So my spring break coincided. <sighs> that seems with... less
3: important, though. I don't know. I mean, Pero, <sighs> Pero.
4: <laughs> I, I I mean that I have a lot of opinions about our ACW champion and one <laughs> of the six men in this inaugural WWN championship. But I've been to a couple of the shows, especially when I lived in Florida. Oddly enough, I would go to the all the WrestleMania adjacent shows and never go to WrestleMania. Even when I lived in Miami and Miami had WrestleMania. Yeah, so. a lot of
3: people a lot of people are that way too. And I, I I've never been to a WrestleMania weekend, but honestly I think that's probably what I would do unless I was with like if if, if my wife came, I think she would want to be there for WrestleMania. But if it was just like me and I'm doing like the, the geek out WrestleMania weekend thing, I you know, I probably skip WrestleMania, especially, I really wanted to go last year, and then seeing what a shit show it was last year, just getting into that building, and then seeing that that show was, you know, seven hours long, and I was just like, you know, I don't think I ever want to go to a WrestleMania now, like, maybe back in the three-hour days, maybe in the four, but now that it's just like, just this bloated, massive show, I don't know, do I really want to do that? I don't think I do. I'd rather geek out in some, like, dusty-ass Orlando event center or whatever.
4: Oh, I mean, I, are you to tell me that the nurse wouldn't be okay with you just saying, hey, honey, we're just going to go to all these adjacent shows, and then we're not going to go to the big seven-hour Exactly. And,
3: and well, and then, like, the other issue, too, with this being in Orlando is I, I mentioned possibly going, and she was like, oh, cool, like, Disney World. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just want to really, like, I'm like, you don't realize this is, like, an all-day thing. This isn't just, like, cause she thinks, oh, Russell, oh, cool, like, you know, you go, you walk around, you have fun at Disney World, and then Sunday night you go to WrestleMania. And I was like, no, this is, like, like we get in there Thursday, and, like, like, it's, it's weird from the beginning, and it it stays weird the entire time. Like, I want to be in, like, horrible buildings with 100 people that it's really hot and there's, like, no consent. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that.
4: I don't care yeah. about WrestleMania. <laughs> like... and, and, and to be honest, like, this time of the year, it's going to – the weather is going to be really gross, too. Like, like that, that was the thing that when WrestleMania was in Florida while I lived there, I was like, do I really want to go sit outside and at the – I guess it's now Hard Rock Stadium – in Miami for three hours when it's going to be 85 degrees and 80% humidity. Now I'm going to go to uh, Miami beach and go see Masakimo, Mojizuki and Akira Tazawa. Right, yes. Like that was, that was my mindset. And I mean, this year there's, there's so much, there's so many weird shows that I don't even know where I would start at. Yeah. You trying know, to come like, up with the path of greatness is, is really tough um, here. And, and, and we talked about the Dorian
3: super show and that used to be like a, a guaranteed, you know, Joe's path of greatness, my path. Of, I mean, that would be one that we would definitely, you could not miss. And, and this year, show we'll run it down here real quick and then we'll talk a little bit uh, about you know some highlights from it but uh again going on uh, april 1st again super show live on on flow slam for those of you that will not be there uh you got jason kincaid versus keith lee uh shine championship uh lufisto versus sue young uh, it's also being advertised as, as progress versus Evolve. so you know some of these um kind of cross promotional matches coming up too You got chris dickinson and Jocka versus travis banks and tk cooper jimmy havoc versus ethan page and then of course because gabe is is is, is a good man. He says if ACH defeats Zach Zaber Jr. at Evolve 80, this match will be for the Evolve Championship. I would not expect that to happen, but I like that he does it anyway. Uh, ACH versus Pete Dunn. And then if Zach, by some some miracle, retains over ACH at Evolve 80, he will defend his championship on this night versus Mark Haskins. And then, of course, as you mentioned, um, we have the inaugural WWE Championship. John Davis versus Drew Galloway versus Pero versus Matt Riddle versus Tracy Williams, versus Fred Yeha. So I'll ask you first, Michael, what match are you most looking forward to on this show?
4: Honestly, and this really hurts me because as the Dragon Gate kind of person that I am, like this weekend and the, the Gatebook shows used to be booked around the six-man main events. And this year, I'm I, I have my theories about it, but I'm not really excited about it. Like, my deep cut favorite match on the show probably is going to be Chris Dickinson and Jaka versus Travis Banks and TK Cooper. I've been really getting into the South Pacific power trip, especially after Joe really upsold them on the flagship a couple weeks ago. And I'm really looking forward to that match probably more so than anything else on this card. Yeah, my match that I'm looking for,
3: for, for similar reasons, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Ethan Page, like a match that I don't know if technically is going to be great, I don't know if the match itself is going to be awesome, but just the pre-show banter, the pre-match op banter, rather, just the, the interaction between those two, I'm, I'm just super looking forward to. And otherwise... I mean, we, we talked about it again, you know, a little bit at our top of our show, but this WN Super Show used to be, like, the one that you would really seek out and really, like, cap off the weekend with. Like, maybe the wrestling wasn't always the greatest because guys were getting a little bit tired at this point, but you always could rely on it being just a really deep card, a really fun card, and, and there's some fun stuff on the show, but I don't know if there's any match here that really, like, Sabre and Haskins is probably going to be the best match of the entire night, but even that, I, I, you know, I like it, I'm looking forward to it, but is it going to be one that people are just going to be raving about afterwards? You know, ACH Pete that, that's got potential it'll be good but that's kind of it i mean Kincaid keith lee will be fun but i don't know and and then that main event the inaugural Dominion championship like you said it used to be that six man a crazy six man used to be one of the pillars of the entire weekends and one of the matches that you would come out of that weekend going oh my god that was what what a what a sh- match that was what a show that was all that i i don't know if this match is going to be that and the names are kind of cool but i it, it's just kind of a it just seems like a lot of people in a match and i just don't know how it's going to work and if it's going to work very well
4: yeah, exactly. I kind of feel like this show is more built around the evolve versus progress series, which, to be honest, like like I think Jimmy Havoc versus Ethan Page is it's going to be a brawl, which really is what Ethan Page is best at, and Jimmy Havoc kind of as the Sandman of progress wrestling out there. I think that's going to be really entertaining. And then the other two matches, I mean, with Saber and Haskins, we we know that we're probably having a relatively high floor and a Real and, and honestly, a high ceiling as well. Then ACH versus Pete Dunn. I don't think that match has ever happened before. So that'll be a fun matchup. But I just to see like how the this the six man has fallen even from last year. Do you remember what the six man was at Mercury Rising
3: 2016? Oh man, um, well that was was that Kota Bushu was in that one for sure, right? Was that the one where he did like the moon salt off the uh, <laughs> the Dude Ranch or whatever?
4: Right, so the the six man main event for at, at like the weird dude ranch in Dallas, Texas. Which to me, being a native Texan, I was just like, this is everything I grew up with, and <laughs> right. I could barely stand it. But so the six man match was Johnny Gargano, uh, Kota Ibushi, TJ Perkins versus Marty Squirrel, Tommy End, and Will Ospreay. Jeez. seventy five percent of them are in NXT now. That that wow,
3: yeah. Now, even that, like, compare that to what we have this, it's just, it's yeah. crazy, yeah. And that's with the Progress guys coming in, with one of the hottest promotions in the world coming in and giving some of them, uh, some of their
4: guys here, it's, yeah, it's 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 pretty remarkable. Yeah, and it, just, like, looking at the six-man, I, I guess, looking at the championship match, how it was kind of put together is something that really made me think that even though, like, I, I want to think about for like about six months, They, as soon as they announced their Mania lineup, they're like, we're making the big WWN championship match there. And then you have John Davis, who's now kind of back in the fold, versus Drew Galloway, who, I mean, as a free agent, do we really know if that's going to be someone that Gabe once put his belt onto? Paro, who, uh, I've had to do a little bit of research onto Mr. Paro, <laughs> so that we would know who he was. He is this really imposing physical guy out of ACW. He's their champion. He's been on on a couple of style battles and FIP shows. And for a guy of his size and his athleticism, he he actually shows a good bit of athleticism. So he'll be a fun kind of person to match. And then you have three different catch point guys in there. So I don't want to say, I think the writing's on the wall here a little bit, Rich, but I feel like the writing's a little bit on the wall here about how they might go with this title.
3: Yeah, who do who you thinking comes away with the with the inaugural championship? Because, yeah, as you mentioned, I think it, it is important to know that that this title is... And it's a really cool concept for the title for people that don't know. It's, you know, obviously WAN slash Flow Slam slash... Which is very confusing this weekend, as if anybody who's listened to the show. So some shows are on WAN. They're still promoted as WAN, even though they're on Flow it, it, It's a mess. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this title is, you know, it, it's... It's a confluence of all these different brands, all these brands that Gabe's, you know, booking. So you got a little bit of representatives from each one, and and those guys can then defend that title against anybody on those different shows or whatever. So you need someone that is going to be able to jump to an FIP show sometime, someone that is going to be able to jump to an ACW show sometime. Is a Drew Galloway really going to want to work ACW? I don't, I don't think so. Like I would guess no. I mean, he, I think he's he's biding time until you know something bigger comes, which is fine. I mean, Gabe will, will utilize him the most he can for a few months, but yeah, I don't know if he's kind of a guy you want. To get on there. Um, Matt is a guy who's who's awesome, but he's kind of you're always sort of waiting for the time when when WWE either snatches him up or, or someone else really signs him to something. And then you got Yehai and, and Tracy Williams; those are reliable guys, and and John Davis and Perro or whatever. So you got some guys there that 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 make sense as being those people that can jump to those different brands and and face everybody. But yeah, who who do you think is emerging from this this match as, as the winner?
4: I'm going to go a little bit uh conspiracy minded here. I think with how Flow Slam has really kind of developed their over the top service and the person they've really put in the forefront with this, I think it's going to be Riddle, if only because with I, I don't know how much FIP you've seen is other than like the the great uh <laughs> the arbit- fur <fern. laughs> the, the which uh, I I feel bad for people who were following me on Twitter that night when I was basically having a panic attack about how poorly it was done, but. I think that if you have Riddle in the situation where he is your floating champion, he can go down to FIP, bring in more people. Maybe he doesn't go to ACW with their shows in the middle of them all. But I think that if you go looking at what they're trying to do and the way they've kind of slid him into that match as a former Style Bile winner, I think that he's the guy that they're going to probably try to go with. And of course, you have the risk that WWE is going to snatch him up but i just think that there's a lot of money and uh, and coverage devoted to him so yeah, I, that's a good that's point that's what but,
3: i think. yeah that's a good point that you brought up because i mean flow slam obviously had the documentary about him and they've used him at, at pretty much in all their marketing it's it's a matt riddle's you know front and center all the time so that, that is a good idea that if you want to do that and, and and he's at a point now where i i could see absolutely what you're saying if fip says matt riddle's coming here he's enough of a draw i think at this point where you look at those other guys and and drew galloway could probably be that but but for reasons that we mentioned i i don't think it's gonna be galloway I don't know if any of these other guys make anybody buy a ticket to FIP if they're on the show. You know, John Davis on FIP, okay, cool, like, great. You know, Freddie, hey, okay, yeah, he's here a lot. Like, None of those other guys really do that, where we're Riddle, if that's really going to be the point of this title, is to sort of help out those other brands as well and help people go to those shows and help kind of unify the entire thing, Riddle seems like a great figure for that. So, yeah, that, that'd be a good one for me. I... I always have the worry, though, that, that Gabe plays it a little safe here and goes with a guy like a, a John Davis because he always likes, and that's that's a, a pillar of Gabe booking, is, is a lot of times it's not the guy that you think it is. And, and a lot of times the guy that's a draw isn't always the guy that he gives the title to. That That's always been a, a Gabe thing as well. Even back to Ring of Honor, it would be you know a, a secondary guy or a guy a little bit below the main event that might need it to to kind of put himself over the top or, or, or look more imposing. So I kind of get this weird feeling that like John Davis <laughs> might walk away with it, but I do like your Matt Riddle. And If I was Flow Slam, I would recommend Matt Riddle as well, because I think it just makes uh, for better marketing and better way to say, hey, this guy is, is, you know, the champion of our, you know, streaming services, our over-the-top services. So I think that makes a lot of sense for it all. But I, for me, I, if I was a betting man, I think I would, I would go with John Davis, but I uh, can be, uh, you know, anyone there. But as far as other stuff on the show here, um, as mentioned, other than the, you know, you mentioned, you know, the Chris Dickinson, Jocka, Travis Banks, TJ Cooper, I mentioned Jimmy Havoc, Ethan Page. What's another match on the show that you think has a chance of maybe surprising people or being better than people expect?
4: It looks like this match is going to lead off the show, but I think Kincaid versus Keith Lee really has a chance of being something that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that Gabe has shown how great Keith Lee is in his Evolve showings. I mean, just look at at Evolve 79 when uh, when uh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. took the title and was walking up the ramp shaking everyone's hand, and like the last image of the show was Keith Lee kind of smirking. Like, I think that... He has a certain character and charisma, along with his incredible athleticism for a guy of his size. And yeah, he's ridiculous. Kincaid isn't necessarily my cup of tea. I'm I live up in, near the mountains in South Carolina, so it's kind of like when I see him, I'm like, oh, this is a lot like someone who might be around here a little bit. But he has he has a, an interesting ring style, and I think those two, if they mesh well, and I think if they It could be something special, and if they don't mesh well, Keith Lee's just going to throw the guy around for ten minutes,
3: (laughs) which is fine too. We'll we'll take that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Kincaid? Because I've seen some people that that really don't like his look, but some people think that's unique. What do you think of? Because there's going to be people that if if this is your first weekend and you've never seen Kincaid, it's an odd fellow. I don't know really how to describe it. I guess like guy that looks like he smells or like hippie (laughs) thing. Like he just looks like he smells. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like you would see him and be like, oh man, like like that guy just because he's got like kind of weird hair. Like I don't know exactly how. How to describe him. I, do you maybe have a way to describe what the Kincaid look is, and and, oh. and then if you like it or not? Because I think it's awesome. I think it's just unique and different, so I'm cool with it.
4: Uh, I might get some heat for this, but I think Kincaid looks like the average burnout from Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> he has, he, he's a very slight guy, like, not much muscle on him, and he has, like, as you mentioned, his hair, it's kind of in these this weird dread braids kind of configuration, and he has, like, this, he wears, like, shoulder pads to the ring. Which is, well, which, but they're not like Road Warrior shoulder pads, it's like a cloth shoulder pad. <laughs> it's and very hard to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it but if I was going to describe him, kind of like, it's Matt, it's like Matt Seidel meets uh, someone from the Appalachian Mountains, like, that's kind of the best way I can yeah describe he's it.
3: like he, he's like if the Briscoes like really gotten into yoga or something like that it, it's just strange like because he's got like the kind of the hippie burnout look like you're saying but then he's also just looks like a mountain man too so it's just this weird blend of I've seen I've never stopped in Nashville North Carolina i've I've always driven to South Carolina. And we, we, when we pass Asheville, it's, like, either, like, 2 a.m. or, like, we're on our way back to Chicago or whatever, and we don't really feel like stopping anywhere because we have, you know, 14 hours ahead of us. So I do want right. to go there, though, and I, I'm now I really want to go knowing that there might be, like, Jason Kincaid's all over the place, like walking around the mountains and, and hunting, you know, I, I don't know what the hell uh, <laughs> the burnouts in Asheville do, but I'm, I'm excited now to go check them out. So.
4: Yeah, Asheville is a kind of neat town. It's kind of trying to be the Portland of the Southeast, which could give you even more of an idea of who this guy is a little bit. So, like, just like the Southern version of that. But uh, his rig style is actually kind of interesting, because he, as you mentioned, he kind of incorporates a little bit of yoga, and I don't want to say shamanistic, but he, his promos that he does always kind of have this kind of, like, animal spirit kind of, like, I guess, homage and that, too. And it's one of the things I think Gabe does really well with this guy who, like Keith Lee, this is kind of the ROH, uh, the guys that ROH slept on match. So.
3: Oh, you know, that's a really, yeah, I didn't realize that. It might be a little bit of Gabe trolling there of like, geez, you had both these guys and you didn't do anything with them or didn't even sign them. Like, both of them were in camps and, and ready to go. And, and, you know, Keith Lee was obviously there for, for you know, quite a few times. And, and just, okay, we'll take them then and, and do some stuff with them. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. That might be a little bit of Gabe trolling here, but uh, it's always always good for that. Gabe's always great at uh, trolling stuff here. So, uh, again, just kind of a quick breakdown of this show, and then Mike will, will, will say goodbye to you, but... um. WN Super Show going on April first uh, from the Orlando Event Center, of course on Flow Slam. For those of you that will not be there live, uh, Jason Kincaid versus Keith Lee, uh, Shine Championship, Lufisto versus Sue Young.
4: We didn't really give much thoughts on that, and I don't know that you have much, but uh, Lufisto su Young, Mike. Uh, Gabe put out <laughs> a really kind of interesting video from the last Shine, the last Shine show where Sue Young made her challenge, which which makes me think that there might be a title change coming up with her, because I know that that title that. I don't really follow Shine that much, but I know that the Shine Championships kind of bounced around a lot with different wrestlers having it a lot recently, kind of landed on Lufisto. Uh, I don't really have much other than the video that they that they did in ring where Racy Young was doing this big red wedding thing where like she had like blood drip down on her. So I think Gabe had his like once a decade thing where he wanted to have someone bled on. So that's yes, what...
3: yeah, <laughs> that, that's uh, the famous uh, Briscoe Brothers thing where I, I was with a friend on that show, and he was like a casual wrestling fan friend or whatever, but he would always go with me, and then he saw that, and he like the show was over, and it was a great show, that ROH Man Up show, and he was like, that's a good show, but I'd never want to go with you to wrestling again, I was like, yeah, yeah I understand, <laughs> Like, it's fine, Like, he's like, you can like this, but don't drag me down in this, and I was like, you got it, no problem, <laughs> like...
4: Yeah, uh Cape likes the the kind of things, and Sue Young is a great character too. Yes, so. yeah, and
3: she's she's big in Florida as well. I mean, this is her home base in a lot of ways, so I I could see her having a pretty big weekend as well because I think they're more so than when she comes, you know, to the Northeast or whatever, and people aren't really that aware with her, or aware of her. You know, Florida, she's big. I mean, that's that's her home base, so it'll be interesting to see if, if she does get a little bit more of a kind of a hero's welcome type of thing here, you know, in Orlando and and in Florida. So looking forward to that. Uh, Chris Dickinson and Jocka versus Travis Banks and T, uh, TK Cooper. That's potentially sleeper match. That was what you said was probably your favorite match of the entire show. Uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Ethan Page, one I'm really looking forward to for mostly the, the pre-match banter. Uh, ACH versus Pete Dunne. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. defending his Evolve Championship. Well, if if by chance yeah. he wins at Evolve 80, of course, versus Mark Haskins. And then the inaugural WN Championship crowning uh, John Davis, Drew Galloway, Perro, Matt Riddle, Tracy Williams, red yay hi mike before we say goodbye to you let everybody know where they can follow you and where they can find you on the website and, and elsewhere
4: right well thanks first for having me you can find me on open the voice gate we pretty much are on a, a monthly schedule whenever dragon gate does their iPay pay-per-views we're on probably about the weekend after that and that's myself uh uh john milo in case and it's probably the the loudest show on the network and the most (laughs) threats of violence towards most death
3: threats. Yes. You, you do lead the lead, the voice of the wrestling podcast network in death threats. So that is uh, that is unique.
4: Yeah. Death threats and random asides about random uh, Japanese sleaze feds and, and Russell society acts. So that, that, that's what we bring there. Uh, also, I do some of the uh, previews for whenever dragon gate has these larger shows. Like we're getting to the heavy part of the dragon gate year and we're coming up on their first big show in May, so I do that. I occasionally write other things. Usually it's me moaning about production. I've had a long-term project that I'm trying to get off the ground that hopefully will be up on the site about Shima that is something that has been a passion project of mine for the last few years. So there's that. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Fujihaya. That's F-U-J-I-I-H-E-Y-A. And... That's where I mainly just rant about things and talk about what wrestling <laughs> I watch while I iron. So you can find me there.
3: Right, you are. You are nicknamed Iron Mike Spears on. On. Uh, is it just a website thing, or does everybody? Is it more and more growing? It, uh, the it, Iron Mike Spears.
4: I actually had a friend in, a a friend in real life go like, "What's this Iron <laughs> Mike Spears thing?" <laughs> yes. So, so I think it's, it's canon growing. now. Good. I think good. It's I, I'm glad. And and that's pretty much uh, Chris from uh, Music of the Mass fault, because I think he takes <laughs> a lot of pleasure in the fact that what for for those who probably don't follow me, that's probably a lot of y'all here. I, I don't watch a lot of wrestling where I sit down and watch it. A lot of it I do other things while doing. And one of my things that I do is whenever I'm doing my ironing, I put on some background wrestling. And for the longest time it was Lucha Underground. And now I'm just like finding other weird wrestling to watch as I'm just kind of just doing my chores and it's kind of spun off from there so <laughs> it's, yeah
3: it's incredible so all right well mike we thank you for joining us on the show and again make sure everyone's checking out the wwn super show going on april 1st during wrestlemania weekend mike thank you for joining us thanks for having me rich all right we're back here previewing beyond wrestling with the one and the only mr joe Gagné. joe how's it going um that's the most exciting time of the year rich Particularly this Beyond show, 11.59 on uh, Saturday, April 1st. I can't, why, I just, I, I'm fascinated by the idea that, like, you know, I like that everybody wants to run these, like, midnight shows, but are you surprised that Beyond was the one that wanted to take over uh, that, that spot? Because it's always got to be something, it's like, like, Haiju goes in this, or Joy Janella and, and Beyond, is it, is it a little strange to you that Beyond's in the spot, or do you like No, it? they tend,
2: they, they tend to do outside, I guess, outside the box, thinking like that. Uh, the good news is, there are no conflicts with this show, as best I can tell, you know, you have Well, to make, there's...
3: Uh, there's uh well it depends how late uh, Kevin Nash's shenanigans party at the pub goes. Oh,
2: like <laughs> so, I said, there, there's no conflicts here. Or how
3: that. long uh, something to wrestle with. Bruce uh, yeah, well, Thompson,
2: so. as far as actual wrestling shows, oh, he should be okay. no, no kind of uh, Sophie's Choice here. <laughs> right. Like there are so many other points during the
3: I um, will remind you uh, Kevin Nash, Mean Gene Oakland, Al Snow, James Storm, ODB, Ken <laughs> Anderson, Billy Gunn, MVP, Abyss and Swaggle will all be at Kevin Nash's shenanigans. So think I again before you put that in you. stone that there's I'm nothing just, else. I'm...
2: Why should they pay you to attend? Because, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at three digits here to get me to show up there. <laughs>
3: That's shenanigans at the pub. But anyway, uh, for people don't know you, Joe, uh, where, where can they follow you? And uh, where, what do you do on this uh, Internet these days?
2: Oh, the old uh, Twitter is just Joe Gagne, G-A-G-N-E. Give me a follow. Uh, also do the Funtime Arcade. New episode coming soon about a uh, bit after WrestleMania. We should hopefully have a new uh, went, uh, went back to the backyard as they say, Backyard oh, Wrestling tips. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The,
3: the Backyard Wrestling 1 review was great, because I, too, I, I really love that game. I still have a, a, a fondness for that game. It's, it's really bad, but, like, it's unique and different. I, I, I like
2: it. <laughs> it's just something you look at and you say, wow, someone made this. <laughs> right,
3: I'm just glad I have it. I'm glad I possess <laughs> yeah, it, because like... it's like it's 30 years from now, you're going to be like, yes, there was a because then you have to first explain what Backyard Wrestling is, and then, yes, explain, I don't know, yes, they did make a game on it, so. But I promise it was a big deal, and people were downloading background wrestling matches on Kazaa all the time. It was a big deal, uh-huh. so like that's uh, good stuff. But uh, yeah, so um, oh, I do. Anytime, are we getting another uh, WF yearbook? Anytime yeah, soon? I've, I've I want them.
2: Back on the, uh, yeah, I know. You, you probably can't sleep because um,
3: I need them. Just I haven't slept in, in months. <laughs> it's
2: been eight months. So I had a good sleep. Yeah, I finally, no, I finally started watching some uh, some '97 Raws again. So that's uh, that's that's moving forward.
3: Yeah, what's up? Because you guys were like rifling through like '95, like all right, and then like '97 yeah, well, comes, and then you I'm like, oh come on, you finally got to the good years, and you.
2: Well, like, you know, when it's like 91, there's four pay-per-views, they do like five pay-per-views a year. You can blast through that. Now I got, you know, Monday Night Wars, going to 12 pay-per-views a year. (laughs) The Sultan,
3: you got to break down the Sultan. (laughs) (laughs) Flash Funk is debuting. Like, there's a lot of stuff Uh going on. But uh, let's talk about this Beyond Wrestling show going on, uh, again, April 1st, 11.59 p.m. Uh, so you can cap off your Saturday as, as Joe said, you know, other than Kevin Ash's shenanigans and uh, something to wrestle with uh, live podcast, not really up against a whole lot. You got uh, CCW best of the best at eight 30, but that gives you plenty of time. Hopefully that, that CCW show doesn't go uh, long enough that that's, for some reason you can are not done by midnight, but uh, yeah, the beyond wrestling uh, cool thing about this too. It will be uh, appearing on flow slam as well. So if you're not going live and, and Joe, you are not going
2: live, right? Nope. No stupid kids, right? But oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> Family obligations and whatnot, so uh, I'll, I'll be fine on the couch. the uh, The bad news is, if you attend this, it'll probably be your thirteenth wrestling show you'll attend, and you'll have to stand for this because there will not be seating. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then you got uh, the next day, you got WrestleMania and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So
2: yeah. Can, you can you can nap during WrestleMania. You
3: can. Uh, I agree. I agree. Time, so. You can wake up, go to the broken tailgate, and get some ribs. Oh, you'll oh really, sure. You'll be ready to go after that. Or the moment, the Mania Moments brunch. I don't even know who the hell is hosting that, but that's it's apparently a brunch, and there's Mania Moments in it. So uh, let's talk about this uh, Beyond card real quick because. It's actually a pretty fun-looking card on paper, and that's why uh, we definitely wanted to get someone on... Uh, to talk about, even though it's been kind of a low key show that a lot of people have not been really discussing a whole lot, but it, there's a lot of good stuff uh, here. Um, you got Team Tremendous and the Gentlemen's Club versus Team Pizzazu, which is uh, Chris Dickinson, Jaka, uh Mike Drasic, and Angel Ortiz. You got Joey Janelle and Penelope Ford having an open challenge match. Uh, Air Fox versus John Silver. Uh, Diana Perazu versus Lou Fisto. Uh, the Unbreakable F Machines, which is Brian Cage and Michael Elgin versus the Hit Squad, which is Dan Maff and Steve Mack. Uh, Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle versus Donovan Dijack. So before we kind of break down any of the matches for people that might not know about beyond they've never seen, maybe they've seen beyond on twitter but have never actually watched a the show they they don't know what what's kind of the beyond wrestling experience and what are you, what what kind of experience do you think you're going to get this wrestlemania weekend with beyond i
2: think they have a pretty genuine beyond card they're not just loading up on uh on big name matches and whatnot it's pretty uh you know i would have no Problem seeing this card uh, throughout New England. I think it's a pretty damn good card. They they rolled it out slowly. I know Alan forrell kind of chewed him out because they uh, they pretty much said like, well, we we're selling great, so we don't have to uh, roll too much out. And Alan forrell gave him what for. But now we have the full card, and uh, Bjorn has. They, I mean, they have their um. They'll bring in a lot of names and whatnot. I remember part of the allure when I first started going to their shows is they were bringing in guys like Kevin Owens and the Young Bucks and uh, Kevin Steen at the time and Chris Hero and. Johnny Gargano and names that weren't really being brought in uh, otherwise to the New England area, and they have a lot of their uh, kind. of They have some New England regulars who aren't really on this show, and then you know they have like their own regulars, someone like John Silver, uh, you know, was a, lot, a lot a lot of Indies mainstay and beyond in uh, the Hit Squad making a, <laughs> a, <laughs> a somewhat curious run. Yes, the same men from uh, very early on Ring of Honor. Looking, I, I just saw them. Couple of weeks ago, they look pretty much exactly the same and wrestle the same, so they're having kind of a a run there. And there'll be, I'm sure, some uh, you know, Beyond's kind of known for the the intergender, which may be possible uh, here with the uh, the open challenge. We'll see about that, but if there's ever a time to issue an open challenge, it's it's now because I mean, it could literally be a thousand people.
3: So <laughs> right, be... especially with the connection Joey Janela has. I mean, yeah, uh, he's exactly. gonna be he's gonna be booking that uh, th- this open challenge throughout his his spring break and and throughout the weekend as well. So yeah, it, it I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, that's definitely one thing that I'm uh, you know on the show, not necessarily a match that I look to be you know the best of the entire show or the best you know of the weekend or anything like that, but just a, anything with an open challenge on this weekend, being WrestleMania weekend, is incredible because it, it it can be literally WCW's Glacier can walk through the curtain and it's like, that's yeah. not wild. It could be Dan Severn and Glacier could be a tag team. And like, that's perfectly reasonable that that happens. Like, it
2: could be Alabama Doink and Heidenreich. Uh, <laughs> right, Dink, Dink the is in the house. Like, be, yeah.
3: Right, Dink is here. Like, it could be Dink and Alabama Doink and that like, there, there's nothing that stops that from happening, which is just that's why this weekend is just the best thing ever. So, that's right. uh, but kept
2: like, Nash though; he's got his shenanigans to deal
3: with. Uh, he could he could show up drunk and probably you know, got, well, <laughs> right? like, yeah, I'm sure he could. but. Him and Billy Gunn could you know go ten against these you know vanilla <laughs> midgets go and show ten. them how to show them how to work. So, uh, what uh, of this Beyond Wrestling show is there one match that really stands out to you that that you would recommend everybody go and definitely check out if they if they want to see or or a match that you think is really going to stand out above the rest?
2: Oh, the one that just jumps out at me is that hit squad match against brian cage and michael elgin because the Hit Squad kind of made their names by throwing around a lot smaller wrestlers way back in the day in jersey all pro your uh dixies and insane dragons and whatnot and they're still two big guys and they're facing two big other guys so i'm really curious to see what's going to happen who's going to get thrown around i think it could be a really awesome spectacle because i am mean, you know is michael elgin gonna you know give the delayed suplex to dan moff or uh is Brian Cage gonna explode from uh, just being too <laughs> massive when he picks up one of the, uh, you know, monster mac? We'll see. That It's just kind of that really weird match. Like you you didn't think about, but then you're like, oh, that'll probably be pretty damn awesome right there.
3: Yeah, Brian Cage doing like a, a 450 or like a, a shooting star press on a Dan Math is something that I, I've 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 you never know that you want until you, you you get it. You know what I mean? And then it's gonna feel so great when it happens. But I think one of the one of the best. Matches on this entire show, and one that I think has the chance to be legitimately one of the best matches of the entire weekend, and, and nobody's really talking about it, it all that much is Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb. I mean, my God, like those, like people that aren't familiar with those two dudes, like that, what that matchup is just going to be something else. Like, that's just beef that's just flying around and being athletic. And like, I'm really looking forward to that match.
2: Yeah, Keith Lee had a match with Chris Hero and Beyond at the end of uh, right the end of 2016. You can it's actually free online, you can check it out. He made a great first impression he's been great and uh you know just two big very mobile huge dudes that are probably toss each other around and then you know do a moonsault afterwards (laughs) (laughs) like the only possible downside is a lot of guys here are going to have had a lot of matches by this point and i'm not thinking no one's going to half-ass it but some guys just might be banged up and just not able to maybe go as hard as you would like you know if if this was just like a straight normal weekend one-on-one match some guys might be on you know match number six for them
3: in right, the and span especially, of a few days. yeah, like you, you have your wiry guy, like an Air Fox is gonna be fine. Like that dude can do whatever yeah. and, and wrestles fifteen times in a weekend and be fine. But uh, guys like a Keith Lee and a Jeff Cobb, especially the way that they work and how aggressively they work at the size they work, they could really be hurting here. So that that's one of my worries too, that that like a Keith Lee is gonna kill himself on the four other shows that he's on and he's gonna get to this show and be like, Oh man, I really I really can't do a tope guys. Like as much as I'd love yeah. to, like I'm really sore. <laughs> like I'd love to do a moonsault, but like I can't walk right now. So that's one of my concerns as well, and I guess you you can maybe say the same thing for what I'm presuming is the main event here, which is riddle um, versus Donovan Dijak riddle. I mean, Riddle's is working literally working like 19 times this weekend. Like, do you have, but is he one of those guys that it won't matter and you, you still think he'll get something decent out of him in the main event?
2: Oh yeah. He's, I mean, th- he just has so much natural charisma that it'll be a lot. This is a match that they've actually, this isn't just like a dream match. They've built this up for a while. And it's kind of culminating here. Not that you need to really know that to be excited by it, but I know the show I went to, they did the, Usual, each guy picks the other guy's opponents for the uh, for the evening, and Matt Riddle actually had a uh, death match against uh, Matt Tremonts, which was uh, quite something there. So, yeah, this one's been built up. I think it'll be excellent. I think like um, Dijaks looks super and beyond every time I've seen him. I think he's super motivated right now. I don't know how busy his schedule is on. The weekend I'm sure he's got he's
3: not doing as much as you would think which is actually kind of surprising mm. considering he is actually uh available yeah I got him three times I think on the weekend I know he's working the um the Evolve 81 show I think he's working both Evolves right but that's yeah. it I think I think he's done nothing else besides the Evolves so he'll be pretty
2: fresh yeah he's relatively fresh so uh yeah I think that match will be great because uh I really like both guys and they're doing great things and beyond
3: uh, is there a match maybe on this card that people aren't looking at all that much, or a match that you think could be a sleeper uh, on this night?
2: Kind of the they kind of just tossed off the David Starr and Sammy Callahan match. And David Starr is someone who was in Beyond for a long time. I always thought he was okay, but he's gone overseas, I guess, and he's just apparently like a super worker now. He had basically the American version of a learning excursion, and I guess like uh, he was in you know, like in 16 Carat, I think people were raving about him, and he's uh, coming back to Beyond. I think that could really be something given how good stars got lately and you know sammy's hit or miss for me but uh you know when he's on he's very good i think that could really be something
3: yeah and overall for people that are going to check out the show whether it be live or uh, on flow slam you would mentioned a few other you know potential matches that look pretty good uh, Dion perazu versus lufisto uh, any thoughts on, on that one as far as uh, uh, potentially one of the better women's matches this entire weekend right
2: yeah that could be pretty good that's kind of uh something i hadn't really thought about um it wasn't Super exciting to me when it was announced, but I think about it, it probably should be pretty good.
3: Yeah, and the 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 problem though is there's not really a whole lot of women's presence on this weekend as well. So unfortunately, like it kind of sucks that I'm saying that that could be one of the best ones, and I'm not necessarily putting anything down, but there's just not a whole lot on there. You got Shimmer. Of course, but uh, their their roster is so decimated that there's not a whole lot left. And and this weekend you can really see the devastation that's been done uh, to American you know women's wrestling because there's just not a whole lot on this entire weekend. So that does has the has the chance have the chance to be really good and, and maybe be the best one of the weekend, which is unfortunately you know kind of faint with Dame, uh, you know with, with with faint praise. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Um, Joe, before I let you go, though, because we have talked about Beyond, I do want to talk about some other shows, though, with you because we we got you on here. I have asked every single person that's been on here, and I I think I might know your answer, but I want to be sure. What is the the, the, the event that you're looking forward to the most during WrestleMania weekend?
2: Oh, gosh. It's hard to say because I (laughs) I think I can rule out anything WWF-related at that point unless they sneak a camera into some of that access uh, stuff there. Um, man, I don't know. It's, I mean, that's it's so much good stuff. It's just hard to, uh... yeah. I think the I think the evolve shows will be great. I think I. Kind of a little higher on the Ring of Honor show than I think a lot of people are. Yeah,
3: time. that that has been an interesting one. I'm glad I'm glad you did mention that one. I mean, in the preview for I was really underrating it too, and as I'm going through the card with, with Sean Cedor who who did our preview, I'm going, I'm like, Jesus, like this just, this is really awesome. Like and I'm glad they, they it's now on i per view too. But I think a lot of people kind of see Ring of Honor and go, oh, Okay, here we go, Ring of Honor WrestleMania Week and they always suck. That's a hell of a show.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a really strong show, up and down, and I know Ring of Honor i per view should Give you pause for, for, as anyone would, given their track record. But um I actually think that's going to be a pretty damn good show, top to bottom. I mean, there's so many things that I feel are going to deliver. Even something like Joey Janela's show, just something so wacky and out there, looks like a lot of fun. I mean, God, I honestly can't narrow it down to one thing I think is going to be best. I just. There's just so many shows. We reached a point where it's just like a comical amount of shows. I think a lot of them are just going to be super. I, I remember that um, when it was in uh, New York or New Jersey, I should say, and you know, the first kind of WrestleCon. I thought that was. I did like I think eight shows in three days, and thought, "Oh my god, like this is crazy." But that's like a pittance compared to what's out there <laughs> yeah. right now. It's like that—that's an embarrassingly slow, you know, WrestleMania week if you do that now.
3: Yeah, I mean this 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 weekend is is just not because I this is I think the biggest weekend I've seen of just, like, other events to do as well. Like, you can literally wake up at 8 a.m. every single day and, like, have something to do and it not be the WrestleCon and the Accesses or whatever. You know what I mean? Because like, that's always been, like, yeah, you can go to Access all day and then go watch Evolve or go watch DGUSA or do, do whatever. But, like, you got the, you know, Team Vision Dojo's got stuff going on that, you know, Florida Entertainment Wrestling is literally running every single minute of the weekend. Like, uh, you know, just tons of other good stuff. Of course, Kevin Nash's shenanigans party. Uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver's having, like, a pancake breakfast show like you know what i mean like everyone's running a show i mean just everything is going on that weekend so i uh, just so much and you got all the european companies in there too so yeah i'm really looking forward to the weekend as well uh the answer though i was looking for was the joey janela spring break i really thought you were going to go with that one because uh that has been the winner so far with the most of our uh our previewers and i thought you of all people would would enjoy it
2: please. well i mean hey i mentioned it when you look at what he no. you know what he's put together through you know social <laughs> media and all <laughs> yeah. that it's you know, the bizarre show and the incredible job marketing he's done. Hats off. Like, you know, thump, like great job. You you deserve to fight Alabama Doink on <laughs> Saturday. Right.
3: Um, are you upset that you're going to miss all nine of the Hulk Hogan signings at Hogan's Beach Club? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> or the Robbie East Seminar at T-Vision. Day, right? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I am. It's, it's right. like This God... is like hour four and a half of this podcast. Nobody's listening at this point anymore, but.
2: So this is this is kind of the equivalent of uh, fans going into the Beyond Show where they've already just been shell shocked by the amount of wrestling they've <laughs> exactly. seen and just right. like, oh God, just wrap it up, please. Yeah, I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> but... I'm glad there's like no required. Like no one, the Florida Commission's not like you know, Robbie E wants to have a seminar. That's absurd. Like <laughs> right. nope, you show up, you you get a table, you do what you want. T-Vision dojo,
3: baby. That's uh, every every <laughs> like every minute of this entire weekend you can go be taught wrestling by somebody that's really not that great. So it's, it's that's pretty right. awesome.
2: So I've, Cole I'm Cabana for... talking to Larry's Abisco. Hell
3: yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing that is occurring. So many things. Uh, Oh, I, I, I guess if we're talking podcasts, uh, you are the man to talk podcast, of course, with, uh, you got the something to wrestle with. Um, you do have the aforementioned, you know, the Cole Cabana talking to Larry's Abisco. How pumped are you for the, uh, Kevin Gill with uh, Matt Stryker and Vampiro podcast at 2 PM? Oh. <laughs> So that's quite, that's quite not so point. much. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's uh they should just merge that with Kevin Nash's shenanigans. <laughs> it's <laughs> most
3: <laughs> Yeah, Stucker talking about how he's marking out every time any new guy walks through the door. Oh my god, it, does that uh, mean
6: Gene? <laughs> Oh hell yeah,
3: that's great! I'm like, so, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's your character. Well, right there. You, you got out of the podcast game uh, at the very good time. It's, hell it's, yeah, it's no, got a little wild here. So. I'm like, well, this
2: bubble's gonna burst soon. <laughs> nope, just you know, <laughs> more. How about, how about a bunch more? Yeah, no, just in the, like the first quarter of this year, it's been uh, like Lillian Garcia started one, Jerry Lawler, Edge, and Christian. Um, God, I'm forgetting like a. It's been, uh, like, Jim Cornette, like, added a free show to MLW, and just, I would have no idea, like, how to start, keep reviewing, and nothing's really going away, like, Ryback hasn't stopped for some reason, he's still doing, <laughs> he's look. doing two and a half hour shows every week. Oh my, my god, my is god. he really?
3: Oh lord. Yeah. No, what is he looked, talking uh, about? Other than supplements, doesn't he I, talk about supplements for like an hour and 40 minutes of it?
2: Uh, there's a lot of, uh, him and Pat just, I guess they lead full lives, and <laughs> Talking shop. <laughs> Talk, no, no, that's it. That's well gone, way. unfortunately, David. Sorry. Right. Well,. Uh
3: before we let you go though, uh so maybe your 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 last little sell. So you got somebody that's on the fence. They they like you saying, they've they've been burnt out. They they're leaving CCW best of the best, because of course that's what you're doing. Uh, Saturday night, because that's a hell of a show, by the way. Everybody should mm-hmm. definitely go check out that show. So you're done with that show and you're saying, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pack it in, or I'm watching on my I've been sitting on the couch all day and I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to watch any more wrestling. I'm I'm burnt out. What what's the sell for Beyond Wrestling? What, what would you tell people to, to do to make sure that they either go to the show or watch the show live at eleven fifty nine or eleven fifty five on on april 1st
2: look i mean you know if you're not from new england you're probably not gonna get a chance to go to a beyond show it's a really strong show i think everything is gonna you know there's nothing where i'm like oh, bathroom break match for me here this is all gonna be good like yeah you know yeah you're gonna be tired but you're you can always take a nap the next day you can power through this is wrestlemania week like come on there's no one loves sleep more than me but you get to power through (laughs) we'll see these shows they're good shows you're gonna what are you going to regret more? Like, you know, oh, you didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, or missing a cool wrestling show. That's not even a question for me.
3: Yeah, you're here for WrestleMania a week. I yeah, you're here for
2: with... wrestling. Go see some goddamn yeah, wrestling. Some of us are stuck on our Well, not stuck. I'm gladly on my couch. Painting <laughs> the ass to get around Orlando. I'm I'm fine up here.
3: Yeah, I was... Uh, yeah, I'm not missing this because I don't really like Orlando all that much. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get
2: over it not being in Orlando. But... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm... Also, uh, they tend to... I don't know if they're catering. They tend to cater the event. I know the guy who runs it has a food truck and whatnot. Oh, uh, okay. That's... But if, I don't I don't know if they are, because it's, you know, it's a lot further away, but if uh, they have the um Fruity Pebble uh, Rice Krispie Treats there, highly oh, recommended. Oh, Six shit. stars.
0: Uh-oh.
2: I might be going.
3: <laughs> I might be driving down now. I'm a sucker for those. I mean, I could just make them at home, and I do have Fruity Pebbles right now, but I feel like it's just better to drive down for us in a week. I've needed an excuse to come down. Uh, you know, Joe Janela Spring Break almost had me doing it, and now uh, Fruity Pebble Rice Krispie Treats has me... Ugh. Uh, potentially there, I could consume about twelve of those, especially at eleven fifty-five on Saturday, oh, April first. Yeah. Perfect uh, midnight snack. Absolutely. So, uh, Joe, before we get out of here, uh, let people know where they can uh, follow you and where they can see uh, the rest of your work.
2: Oh, uh, check me out on Twitter at Joe Gagney, G-A-G-N-E, for fun tweets. Uh, the Funtime Arcade YouTube dot com slash Mike and Tom Present. New episode coming soon, and uh, Joe versus World podcast. Haven't podcasted in about a year, so uh, got to get off that. Back on ninety-seven Raw, something soon, I hope. If not, uh, if not the yearbooks and uh, something, I just gotta sort out that recording situation, and then we'll uh, we'll be back on the horse. So plenty you can check out for me. You can read archives of the podmass if you like.
3: If <laughs> you them. really like to go back and
2: like, hmm, what was what was hot stuff back in August of two thousand fifteen? Let's find out. <laughs> No, you
3: You'd be surprised at the amount of people that probably do do that though. So, uh, great service that you gave to to the people for so long. You, you've you've sacrificed enough, Mister Gagnon. Oh so yeah, I'm we like... all appreciate it. You've you, you've listened, so we didn't have to, and that was yeah. uh, that was the greatest I'm... thing we have ever had to do. I'm, I'm so good. sorry that you had to do that. So, uh, anyway, I, I uh,
2: Joe, I don't know which was uh, my the greater burden to have. <laughs> I might uh... time stamp the show. It may need it. We'll see.
3: <laughs> all right, Joe. We thank you for coming on here to help us uh, preview of Beyond. You have a good day.
2: All right, I'm glad you uh glad your dog didn't have bloody poop this time. <laughs> no,
3: I forgot we were supposed to. No, he's good. He actually has Lyme disease now, though. It's funny enough, he I has Lyme know. disease now. So I, I think anytime I'm about to record with you or scheduling to record with you, something horrible happens to him. So I better go check on him now. So oh, anyway,
2: boy, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go check on him. <laughs> I though? forgot that that happened. Good lord.
3: Anyway, Joe, thank you for uh for coming on. All right, we are back talking about the big one, the final. You got you got the Russell Circus versus Wrestling Revolver, but this is the final final one. It's it's the one we're all here for. The one reason we're all coming to Orlando, I guess. Not really, but uh, WWE WrestleMania 33, and I have Mister Garrett Kidney on here. Garrett, how's it going?
6: Uh, things are going well, Rich. How are you?
3: Very good, very good. So, for people that might not know, and I don't know I don't know how you you're you're in this you know internet wrestling bubble, and you don't know who Garrett Kidney is. But in case by some weird chance somebody doesn't know who you are, Garrett, what do
6: you do for the website, and uh, where can people follow you? I review impact wrestling, not TNA wrestling, because if you listen to Bruce Richard, TNA is dead rich. Dead. I was thinking you're trying to set up a, a Twitter bot that just responds to everyone that says TNA with that gif of Bruce Richard <laughs> saying TNA is dead. But yeah, I read about impact wrestling for voices of wrestling. And in theory, I write about 205 Live, but I haven't done for that that in a very long time. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you did that. I, I uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: like like most people, I've completely forgot about 205 Live, unfortunately. Even though it's gotten good now, like it finally got good, but after like ten weeks of it sucking, then everybody kind of gave up. So poor 205 yeah. Live. But uh, yeah, you, you're barely fit though. We have uh, we have one follower that really gets upset every time you talk about WWE. So uh, he's gonna be <laughs> really upset when he hears this podcast. And and through all of this, I have you coming on to talk about WrestleMania. But hey, too bad.
6: I'm just going to derail things and talk about the Moose and Cody Rhodes match on Impact this week. <laughs> right,
3: as, you're, as you want to do that guy gets so upset. It's, it's one of my favorite Twitter followers that we have because uh, he just yeah. gets enraged whenever Garrett covers anything WWE wise and, and like just goes nuts. Like it's, it's really like you got to find something else better to do with your time than like worry about that. But uh, anyway, let's run down this card here. Um I say real quick, but there's, it's impossible to run down this card uh, very quickly. And then we'll kind of talk about some standout uh, matches and things you're looking forward to or maybe not looking forward to at uh, old WrestleMania 33. First off, have you seen the uh, the entrance that they built? I've, I've seen a bit of it. I saw the gigantic ramp. That ramp is going to take... I mean, this shows six hours, and I think four of those hours are going to be spent with guys trying to get down here, particularly when you book, like, all guys over 50. Seems like a really weird... Like, how is Goldberg going to get down there? That dude gets blown up walking to r- the ring at RAW. To talk. Like, he's on the mic, and he's sweating, and he's purple. He's going to walk down, like, a a mile-long ramp. What the hell are they doing?
6: You also have Randy Orton and Undertaker matches on this show. (laughs) Right, Randy, yeah. (laughs) So, just, like, this whole show is just people walking down this ramp.
3: Oh, God. They have to have a cart, right? They got to do, like, the Rumble. But you can't really, because they like that real big long shot or whatever, so you can't do the Royal Rumble thing where you have a guy, like, enter, enter, you know, get into a cart, and then, like, get driven down. So, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Good God, they glad they parsed out six hours for this thing because good lord all right uh we'll they're gonna start... they're gonna have a... oh go go ahead i'm oh, sorry i hit i hit
6: mute on my mic yeah you can go ahead if you had something to say they're going to build a roller coaster that will take people literally from the ramp all the way to the ring it's just going to shoot you right the way through (laughs) i mean they do have a roller coaster
3: on their ramp i wonder if that is i i hope they do and the guys have to um i was going to make a milwaukee brewers reference but i realize you probably aren't very aware do do you know anything about the milwaukee brewers Stunned silence i i know you don't know but they have a uh, (laughs) they, they have a um a mascot. Then anytime a guy hits a home run, he gets, he's on like a slide and he goes to the top of the slide and then he slides down or whatever. So I imagine like Bill Goldberg, like stands at the top of the slide of the roller coaster or whatever. And then the roller coaster goes down and then, he, but then he's, I feel, well, yeah, it's going to be a mess. But anyway, uh, let's break down the card here for the old WrestleMania 33. Uh, we start off with the fourth annual Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal so far participants. As of this recording, Apollo Crews, mojo rally, big show, Kurt Hawkins, and many more, uh, WWE cruiserweight champion, uh, Neville defending his title against Austin Aries uh, WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus Mickie James versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella versus Natalia versus whoever else wants to come out apparently. Uh, that's what they've actually billed it as is versus others, I believe is what it officially, the word is, from WWE, which is, you know, Vince McMahon still scribbling on a napkin to figure out, uh, who he wants to put in the match. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, Anderson and Gallows versus Cesaro and Sheamus versus Enzo Amore and Big Cass, and I'm gonna need a big breath because this is getting long and I still have like 10 matches to go. Uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Maurice and The Miz, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, Unsanctioned, Triple H versus Seth Rollins, WWE Raw Women's Champion Bailey defending her title against Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Nia Jax, WWE United States Champion Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens, The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, WWE Champion Bray Wyatt defending his title against Randy Orton, and then finally, uh, WWE Universal Champion Bill Goldberg defending his title against Brock Lesnar. So I'm just exhausted saying the card. Garrett, are you looking forward to this show? Maybe macro before we get into the big matches here. Are, are you looking forward to this show in general?
6: Like, all, the rest of my day almost snuck up on me this year because, like, I know everyone's excited about the the week itself, but they're like, oh yeah, the show itself is this Sunday, and you you look at that card and you're like, objectively, most of the like top matches are one big name against another big name, but like, none of them do much for me.
3: Yeah, what's is there one match on this entire show that you're like, all right, yeah, I'm into that. That could be the best match on the show, or I'm I'm looking forward to that as like an actual wrestling match as opposed to uh, maybe a spectacle or a, a collection of entrances and and moments, Garrett. But is there any match that
6: you're looking oh, at yes, we, like we, that's we, a we match? Have yes, I the moments. <laughs> right. is is there any match that you're like, ah, oh, that's a good match. I'm looking forward to that. Like, There's Neville's and Aries, but that'll be probably in the pre show and it'll be about 10 minutes long. That's so yeah, like,
3: that's that's my one concern too because that's that's my one of my matches that I look at as well. And there's another one we'll talk about in the main show, but yeah, Neville and Aries sticks out as me as like, all right, that's a good wrestling, but I don't know when to, like that's definitely gonna be on the pre show, right? And if it's on the, the main show, forget it, it's gonna get a minute, like if that, it, it's in and out. So it's gonna be on the pre show and it's gonna be one of those things that's when you know the stadium's
6: 30% full and these guys are wrestling in, in you know broad daylight and it's like, okay, well, who cares. Like Neville's been great lately, and Aries is just flat out great. Like they could, they could have a great WrestleMania match, but it's not about matches. Moments.
3: <laughs> and this is arguably, I mean, you could you could even say that Neville lost in Aries is arguably like the the best built match of this entire because it's just built very organically, very you know, it didn't need bells and whistles, it didn't need a lot of stuff. It was just you know, little by little by little, and they told a great story. And it's just a shame that that's one of the issues with you know the 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 concept of get everything on the card and get everybody on WrestleMania is that you lose. What could be, I mean, this match could be a huge deal and it's just, it's not going to be then because it's on, like you said, it's an hour seven or the early seventh hour of the, you know, the pre-show or whatever. And it's like, you know, I don't know, like, cool, but that, that's great. But like, it, it's been so well built and I think the guys have done such a good job building to that match. And it's just a shame that it's just going to be completely forgotten minutes later.
6: Yeah, there's seven singles matches on the show. And this is without doubt, like the seventh in the pecking order of the big singles matches on the show.
3: Uh, other than Neville and Austin Aries, what match are you most looking forward to? Maybe for moment purposes or for match purposes?
6: I guess Shane and AJ out of like pure curiosity. Because I'm, I'm one of the people that unironically liked The Undertaker against Shane McMahon last year. If you go back and read the review, I gave that match four stars.
3: You did, yes. You were nuts, but you gave it four stars. So I, I will respect your opinion, even though it's wrong.
6: Because but... like, Shane threw his dopey punches and he jumped <laughs> off a cage. That's, that's four stars. Shane that's, McMahon the, classic. that's what I want. Yeah, right like styles will will do like everything humanly possible to make that match work and so will shane shane will jump off of that stage yeah there's there's obviously you were joking about the roller coaster but they've literally built a roller coaster on the
3: stage and 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 there's pretty much no doubt in my mind that shane van is going off that damn roller coaster one way or another and if he doesn't aj will exactly (laughs) right yeah so i actually it's i'm glad you did mention that because You know, we took a lot of heat on our Twitter account for for kind of poo-pooing that match and saying, I wish, you know, I really wish Styles was doing something better. But I've said all along, when they booked that match, like, this has the chance to be, you know, the best pure match on this entire card, because I have no doubt that both those guys, I mean, whether you like Shane McMahon or not, and I, you know, these days I I don't really like him all that much, but he always gives full effort. You're going to get 100% effort from him, and he's going to literally kill himself to get over in front of the crowd or whatever. And then it's AJ freaking Styles, and he's just on another level over the past, you know, decade at this point, now we can say. So I have no doubt in my mind that both those guys are or, or probably even today, figuring out how the hell they're going to make this a, a, a great match and make make it stand out amongst the rest of this card. And and I have no doubt they're going to find a way to do it. So, yeah, I can kind of get mad at the, the booking of it. But, man, I, it, I, I see very little chance that it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's going to be entertaining on some level. It'll be a train wreck at the very best. Uh, Now, as far as kind of the top two matches here, uh, well, I guess we could – top three. I'll talk about these guys. Uh, I'm bumping Triple H and Seth Rollins as one of the top matches, which I know uh, will make uh, Mr. Triple H very upset. But the match really kind of came out of nowhere, and I feel like I'm not not feeling it all that much. But uh, the top ones I want to talk about, uh, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. So you got that. I don't know that that's going to be the main event proper, but what are your thoughts? What are we getting here with this match? Because I think that's been one of the issues, you know, in Goldberg's return is, like, what do you do with the guy? Like, you you can't really have him – you know, we've seen he cannot work. You know, more than a minute. They don't trust him to work more than a minute. You're not going to be able to have him work. You know, 30 seconds in a WrestleMania main event, or even if it's a semi-main or whatever. And you're not going to want him to just destroy Brock Lesnar. So, what happens here? Does Brock Lesnar destroy Bill Goldberg in 30 seconds? Does Brock Lesnar, you know, suplex Bill Goldberg a bunch of times? Like, I don't think he's living through that. Like, so I, I, I I'm fascinated by what this match is going to be. What, what do you think is is happening here?
6: I'm pretty sure this this show is a challenge of whether. Goldberg or Undertaker will be rolled out of the ring like a pile of dust, but like assuming Lesnar's winning because Goldberg is obviously currently leaving. Ring. But like they can't go a minute. It's because I think this match is going on last, and if it goes on last, it definitely can't go a minute. And I just don't want to watch Bill Goldberg in 2017. <laughs> that that's my big problem with the show. It's like the rest of the card is like uh, but it's like Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg is your headline match. And I'm just like yeah no, I just can't get behind that. Uh, is there a possibility? Maybe let's say you're watching the show and, and and like halfway through the show,
3: that match comes up. Then do you maybe think a little bit differently? Like, okay, now it can be this or, oh, now they'll do a different booking. Because I agree, if it's the main event, you're getting something longer. I don't know if it's a good idea. Maybe they're just staring at each other for seven minutes, but we've seen in the past that it doesn't necessarily uh, always translate very well at WrestleManias with these two men. But uh, especially if it's when maybe... one
6: one of them is leaving afterwards. <laughs>
3: exactly right, which is always always good. But uh, yeah, it's not and, like
6: history's repeating itself or anything. <laughs> no, not right?
3: at all. No, no, it's completely different uh, scenario here. But uh, would you change your mind if maybe like midway through this show this match comes on? Would you then think, okay, we're getting you know a minute match, and Blesner's destroying him in a minute, and Goldberg's out of here? Or do you think – I? because I don't think they're doing that either. I feel like it's going to cap off the show, but I guess you could do Reigns and Undertaker. I guess I've seen some people say Wyatt and Orton, but I feel like oh, you no, just cannot no, end no, with Wyatt no, and Orton. Like, no. that's the wet fart of all wet farts to end a, a six-hour WrestleMania is Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. So I feel like it's got to be Taker, Reigns, or it's got to be Goldberg, Lesnar, but – I, I think it's Goldberg-Lesnar, but I, what do you do in that match, though? I guess that might be my most anticipated match, even though I'm not really looking forward to it. It, it. It's very strange in that way. Like I'm not looking forward to actually the match happening, but I'm looking forward to seeing how the hell it does happen and what does happen in it. Because I'm just fascinated by what you do, because Goldberg's not working 10 minutes with Brock Lesnar. I mean, the, the, the two just cannot mesh together for more than five minutes, right?
6: Well, I suppose they can just like spam finishes for five minutes. Can Goldberg do that though? I feel like he—he's he, on the mic and he's sweating. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's I don't—like that's what I don't get about
3: it, this whole Goldberg thing. Is it's like I don't know what you can really do with him other than what you've done, which is fine. I think they've maximized him, but yeah, it's gonna be. This is where it gets a little weird now because it's like, okay, well now you got to deliver a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe he's gotten himself in shape to do it a little bit, but
6: I mean, how many F5s can Bill Goldberg take before he turns into <laughs> dust? Like you said. He has taken one bump since he's returned, so I'd imagine not that many. <laughs> and it looked awful too. It was like, oh god! Like he looked like he was dead afterwards. So, oh, it, it it is interesting to see, like, like can they do an eight minute match? I, probably. But is it going to be like wrist locks and like nerve holds, like it
3: was at, again at <laughs> WrestleMania 20? Like, because they did, they were able to have a ten minute match at WrestleMania 20, but they were able to do that by having five minutes where they stared at each other, and then there were you know six where they did a you know a test of strength, and then it was over. So. And Goldberg was 13 years younger. <laughs> is that right. This is just this is so unique and so weird. But uh, you uh, you cringed at the thought of Bray Wyatt versus Randy
6: Orton as the main event. Uh, w- what are your thoughts on that match? I want to I want to talk about the story for this match. Okay. Okay. So Randy Orton joined the Wyatts back in like I don't know November last year, whatever. Correct. Yeah. So so he had this master plan where he won the <laughs> Royal Rumble. Right. Which is very hard to do. It's very high odds, but okay. And then decided to give up his title shot because of his loyalty to Bray Wyatt, which Correct. is the thing he ac- he actually gave it up. It was, he had to win it back by beating AJ Styles. Correct. But yep. Then he he burned down Bray Wyatt's house <laughs> after he gave up the title shot. <laughs> Correct. And then had to win it back. Is like, yep, you nailed <laughs> it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> how is how is that like even remotely incoherent what kind of i I was watching smackdown the other week and it's like oh randy orton playing these genius mind games it's like yeah, genius mind games he gave up his wrestlemania title shot and had like insurmountable odds to win the royal rumble alone like he's that. that's
3: a really terrible plan if that was his plan i feel like there's there's much better ways to do it but uh that's <sighs> yeah I, I guess if you if you pose it as randy orton being just like a buffoon. It'd be a little bit easier, but the fact that they call him a genius during it is yep. makes it a little
6: tough. This like, is his master plan.
3: Like, if everybody just was laughing, like, Randy, what are you doing, pal? You had it. Like, what are you, like, even if this was your plan to join the Wyatt family and win the Rumble, like, you got that. But then you didn't take it at that point. You, like, you went four or five steps deeper before you got this title match. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a very genius plan, but that's...
6: uh and also as far joined as... the Wyatts before Bright Wyatt was champion. So, like, the, the, <laughs> it's, can you see game. the future? <laughs> Maybe you know they didn't say, have they have they explicitly said that he can't see the future, Garrett. They they haven't. Maybe they that's haven't, why he won so the Rumble. He could foresee everything. There you go.
3: So uh, Randy Orton and and he's good at the arcades out of nowhere. Like he knows what you're gonna do. He, so I don't know. I mean, I guess they're kind of letting you know that Randy Orton might see him in the future. But uh, as far as a match, I mean, <laughs> like Orton is a guy I like. I, I like Randy Orton. I don't I hate him as much as other people do. But he's a guy that definitely. Will we'll kind of rise and fall depending on who he's facing, and rise and fall depending on who, you know, his opponent is. I, I don't know that Bray Wyatt, who's also
6: a guy as well that can have really great matches with the right opponent. I these two, eh, I don't know. No, I don't see it. As you said, like Bray is a guy who can wrestle up to somebody, but generally, you know, by himself. Yeah, and Orton is a guy who he can carry somebody when he cares, and it's the WrestleMania potentially main event, so he he should in theory care, but. It's still Randy Orton. I, I, uh, and I like Randy. I I think he's like if he if he wanted to be, he could probably be the best wrestler in the world, but he he generally doesn't want to be, so you know. But yeah, I just I can't muster enthusiasm for this match, especially like that story. It's just like, no. It's stupid.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then uh Undertaker Roman Reigns. I think this is a fascinating match as well, because this is another one where uh there's been a lot of theories of of how you end this match, how it goes, you know, where it is in the card all this stuff. And I think where it is in the card will kind of tip off a little bit of what direction they may be going or what kind of the ideas in your mind, if you're booking this match, you're, you know, you're Vincent Kennedy McMahon as, as you've always wanted to be, you know, Vince, you know, old Vince Jr. But what would you do with this? So you had Undertaker and Roman Reigns. How do you book this? Who wins? And, and, and what's kind of the style of the match?
6: Like Undertaker matches since the streak has been broken, kind of have lost their luster, which is, it's obvious to say, but they have like that one.